Safe Abu Kandil. I am tragically unaccompanied by my beautiful and talented co-host, Julia Felix. My guest on today's show is the very talented and hilarious Muhammad Gamaluddin, also known as Jimmy. There he is. He's at the door and he's coming into the room. Welcome to the stage, ladies and gentlemen. It is Muhammad Gamaluddin, also known as Jimmy. I don't know why I went to a third Reich rally of Nazis just going, Sieg, Sieg, I don't know. It's... Have we started recording? Well, uh... You can see the red light is on. Well, uh... we, do, we, we tend to have a bit of banter. Yeah, I see it, but see, I... I edit. That I edit. The, when you release the, the, the episode, yeah, okay. There is going to be edits. This is my good side. Well, I, I use video yeah. seldom. I, I, I see, you, but see you, can, you, can, you can hear me clearly, right? Somewhat, yes. Can you hear me? I hear you loud and clear. Okay. okay. We might be, uh, I need to okay, warn our okay. listeners. I need to warn our listeners because you and I share a couple of things in common. Uh, we both like to get incredibly riffy and insaney and only we understand each other. Yeah. But now and then people can be clever enough to understand what we're doing and where we're coming from. Yep. Yeah, it looks like I lost Jimmy in a train of thought. Uh, I, like I, I feel like, uh, no, I'm looking at uh, my computer screen. I'm closing every window because I was editing my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that comes now down uh, uh, to uh, uh. the Show With No Name podcast uh, bio section. Our guest today, ladies and gentlemen, on episode 16 of Super Sweet 16, uh, Muhammad Gamaluddin, also known as Jimmy. Jimmy! He is one third of the Jimmy. comedy bunch. Jimmy. <laughs> He's one, Jimmy! He's one third of the comedy bunch. Comedy bunch being Alexandria's yep. first proper. I beg your pardon? Did I lose Jimmy? Something about Hadidi. Yeah. I can hear you loud and clear. That is wonderful. Um, Jimmy also happens to do, he is the other half. I now have the medallion, both parts. I had Muhammad Farouk on episode four, and now I've got you, episode super sweet 16. So that is now two halves of the Koala Sandwich podcast. And as well as he is an artist, incredibly talented graphic designer, and he's having Egyptian internet issues. I lost him. And as Jimmy had to go and reset his Wi-Fi, we understood that sometimes whatever, what can go wrong, will go wrong, shall go wrong. Because after all, what could go wrong? There he is, there he is, with the crappy internet connection. There he is, with this crappy internet connection. Hello? Hello, Jimmy. Did you pay the internet? No, my internet is good. Is your internet good? As far as I'm aware, I did a speed test uh, on, I don't know if you're aware of the speed uh, checkers. I go for speed tests by- yeah, I, can, I can hear you. 
Oh, you can hear the mouse on the keys. Yeah, I, <laughs> I no, do my. I can hear you loud and clear, Masa. I feel that you don't you, that you can't hear me, or there's some sort of a delay. Well, there is sometimes a lag. Uh, we we will adjust okay. and accommodate for that lag. We'll try our best, but okay. just doing a quick internet okay. so you speed want to start check. Over? We can start over. Yeah. Um, yeah, I okay. just did a quick speed test. I'm really good. I'm normal. Yeah. I, I don't know how to do a speed test, so I wouldn't know. You just go to Google and you do speed, you type in speed test, like in the Google search, and there'll be like different. Very informative. Well, I, you know, yeah. All right, we'll start again. Take two. You know, the, 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 the delay is, uh, is really, um, it's really annoying because I, 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 I tell and I say a joke and then I wait for like a moment for you to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to listen to it and you're like. And the screen freezes. <laughs> it's like those martial art movies would be like, you thought you could defeat me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not really. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Safe Abu My speed test is yeah, one point one point four four mega megabytes. That and it was, it was at that time we realized we lost Jimmy. Really? No, I'm teasing. Uh, hopefully that it means good. Mine is 14 megabytes, but uh, what do I, you know, I'm in Agami and you're in Alexandria, so I can't imagine that my internet Jeez. speed is faster than your internet speed. Yeah. Are you downloading porn again, Jimmy? I wouldn't know. <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Safe Abu Candles, the show with no name podcast. I'm joined by my lovely and incredibly funny comedian guest, Muhammad Gamaluddin, also known as Jimmy. He is one third yep. of he's one third of the comedy bunch. He does one half of the Koala Sandwich podcast. He's an artist, a graphics designer. Jimmy, welcome to the show with no name. Julia sends her apologies. She's not able to join us for the recording. She's got I don't know trouble. who that is. That's my co-host, but you'd know that if you listen to the other episodes. Alrighty then. Okay. Yeah. Awkward uh, say as hi fuck. To Julia for me. I shall. Yeah. Okay. Jimmy. So, so people. Been? So people. I've been good. I've been good. <laughs> How are you been doing with this whole? I know that in the rest of the world it's a pandemic, but here it's like what is COVID? Yeah. Um, how have you been handling uh, the lockdown? And uh, I lost two jobs. I lost you? two jobs in the pandemic. I hope, really? Yeah, no. I did. Uh, on the both, I, I lost both jobs on the thirty first of December, <laughs> like at like at the sweet <laughs> at the sweet spot <laughs> of twenty twenty one. Were you were you employed by the same people for both jobs? No, 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 no. But see any one job as a, as, a, as a script writer they like uh, two month um knows that they're like uh it's a startup so the covid just fucked everything up so so they couldn't continue with pay off and the other job i worked for only two weeks <laughs> <laughs> i worked for only two weeks and they, and they told me 
They told me they lied to me. They told me uh, there's a they problem lied with to you? Um, what's the equivalent of the IRS? Yeah, they told me something like something that has to do with the IRS. The you mean like what's the, the Egyptian? And that, you mean uh, the tax office? Right. Yeah, the yeah, right. taxes, tax department. <laughs> that they have a, yeah, that they, yeah, that they, uh, yeah, taxes department. Sorry. So they have a problem that uh, people can't um, get new employees uh, during the pandemic, which is bullshit. Just nonsense. That's absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. Later on, I realized that. Uh, yeah. Later on, I realized they, they were just being overly polite and they were overcompensating. That they have, I, I don't know. They have like, um, they don't have like confrontation skills. Because they were polite about it, so I give them that. <laughs> Are you still in touch with anyone who got you the job at either of those places, especially the unethical tax evading motherfuckers? Uh, By the way, you can swear in my podcast, no, so feel any, free. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Duly noted. Duly. Uh, no, I'm still in touch with them. They're my friends. They. They had nothing to do with the whole uh, shenanigan. But uh, the other job where where I worked as a scriptwriter, I've been, I've been working for, I think like um, 14, uh, 14 months with them, and they had to, you know, end the contract. Damn. Yeah. Monkey punchers. Yeah. So I've been unemployed since uh, the first of January, twenty twenty one. And finally, I'm starting a new job in seven days. So hopefully that works out. Oh, congratulations. Inshallah, God willing, you do well in the other job. As the Jews say, mazel tov. Give me money! (laughs) Our PayPal accounts for the podcast episodes are as follows. (laughs) PayPal slash Seifabukandil. I will share. Not to worry. I will share. Not really. Um, yeah. Jimmy, how old <laughs> yeah. were you when you first started yep. doing stand up? Because you're one of the, you're one of the youngins. <laughs> uh, I was, He's sucking uh, his thumb. Listening. I was 18, I think. Get yeah, I remember. Uh, I, I started when I was 18. At, yeah, I started. I was 18, and and we actually um, met on the very first time I did a show in English. You and I, and, well, and after did... you realized that I'm 18. I said yeah, to you yeah. then, fuck you off again, me. didn't? No, no, no. You, you were, you, we were talking, uh, I think, you and I and Haridi Ale, uh, uh, just a bunch of comedians. And when you realized that I was 18, <laughs> I think you, you leaned to, um, I don't know if it was Haridi or someone else. Might yeah, be we to, <laughs> yeah, we have to take, <laughs> I don't we know. We have to uh, destroy so, him. No, we have to take him uh, out back and kill him or something. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I thought Bobby was like, we must destroy yeah. him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he must be destroyed. Yeah, the, it was. Did you find that yourself? Because, like, you know, sometimes a lot of people argue that if you start comedy early, that that is all you yeah. know, and it becomes very hard to separate the line of reality between on stage and off stage. And off stage. Did you face um, that issue yourself? I, I get what. You, no, no, no. I get. I get what you're trying to say, and I, I've seen that. From many performers, but um, but not best. <laughs> Sorry, but could you may, say that I've last been, part again? I, did you say best? Uh, did you say best? 
listeners who don't speak Arabic. <laughs> best is Arabic for... No, uh, no. I said best, then I corrected it to but. I said but. Ah, afterwards. but. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> yeah, enough. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I understand what you're trying, what you're saying, and I've seen it in many comedians. Um, but I've been treating the world as, as, as a performance ever since I was young. So in front of... Uh, at school, any, but I didn't register as a comedian, even though I made them laugh. So you, you weren't really going for the comedian vibe. You were just going for the, I don't want to say class clown, because it makes it oh, sound no, like. It was not a class clown. I mean, I used to uh, impersonate my teachers. I used to um, tell them impro uh, improvised stories. I used to, uh, when we went to the, the school library, uh, we, we'd get uh, ancient Egypt books that has like hier hieroglyphics, drawings, and a bunch of stuff that we don't understand and <laughs> we have no business reading. And I would make sense of this the, the, the stories. <laughs> you would translate. Very, very, any, uh, you would yeah, translate like hieroglyphics into. And, and, oh, wow. And sexual, yeah. Ever, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, so I would basically, just you, you all would... over. <laughs> <laughs> you bring Fifty Shades of Grey meets Evil Dead, Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah, exactly. to life in school from hieroglyphics. You heard it here, listeners. Yeah. Now you know why Jimmy is insane. Yeah. I loved making people laugh ever since I was young. Yeah, but see, even before I was eighteen, I was like at 10, 11, 12, I think. I don't know. And you're how old now? Just for our listeners, it's not for me. I am 19. Fuck I off. am 19, 19 years old. Not 19 years old. <laughs> Fuck off. And I'm 27. I'm, no, seriously. I'm 19 years old. I've seen. I've seen some shit, man. I, I was around <laughs> at the time when porn was only in magazines. I've seen, the I've seen the light at the end of the tunnel. I've seen the light at the end of the tunnel. The light is coming. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm, uh, I think there I'm, will be clips I'm going of to be video in, in two months. <laughs> You're gonna be 28. So, yeah. wait, so in 2022, you'll be 29, so it would have been 10 yeah, years be next year, yeah, that you've been doing stand up. So, you're essentially yeah. coming into your ninth year, exactly. Interesting. The number nine is interesting uh, in biking no, culture. My tenth year. You no, said I'm you started, my tenth oh, because you were 18. Ah, yeah, you were 18, not 19. Yeah. yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 10th year, you know, that means you get a blowjob from founder of El Hizbul Comedy, Hashem El-Garhi. I'm leaving that in here because he doesn't listen to my podcast. And I don't think yeah, everyone's yeah, going to be yeah. like, hey, did you hear about yeah. Safe? Safe says that if we've been doing comedy hey. for 10 years, hey. you give us a blowjob. <laughs> Who knows? He might be listening. I don't he know. does say he does always say that expression. They can go suck a bag of dicks. Maybe he, you know <laughs> he's got a bag of dicks that he sucks to get practice for the comedian. I don't um, know why I'm going so dark. And I, I love Hashem really. I love Hashem really. Yeah, I do. But see, I, mean, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't think that I want to. Any if I'm gonna you know see it as a milestone doing my tenth year in stand up. I don't I don't want it to, to, to be something that has to do with Hashem. I love the guy. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The ceremonial blowjob. He has reached the decade. <laughs> <laughs> Bring forth the chapstick for his uh, lips. Yep. It's harsh because Kids, you know if you're watching, yeah. A blowjob is when one person <laughs> goes down on another person and sucks their dick. So, Jimmy, yeah. <laughs> ten years. Uh, does it feel? Does it yeah. feel like you're still coming onto stage? 
like it was yesterday? Or do you feel that you've had an evolution in, in the journey of you being a comedian? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, yeah. No, I... I... <laughs> I always feel time passing, and any this has something to do with who I am as a person. It has nothing to do with comedy. I always just feel the seconds passing so slow. So yeah, I can look at the past ten year, uh, uh, ten years, and I realize that they are ten years or even more. Because <laughs> you're, because you said you started making people laugh when you were in school. I'm guessing school. Yeah. So let's say like the yeah, the yeah. addiction of making people laugh there is a certain uh, and what's really interesting that i'm glad i got you on the show is no, because no. a lot of the comedians that i've interviewed so far yeah. are from europe and the us and canada mm -hmm. they've been living in a pandemic in the uk where it's locked down they don't okay. have live entertainment anymore yet i have seen the comedy bunch doing gigs in Cairo at Room Art Space. I have been informed, if mm -hmm. you listen to episode one with Haridi, that the Room Art Space, they yeah. do now double the price, but half capacity. Like it used to be 100 Egyptian pounds, which is like just under five quid. And now it's 200 Egyptian pounds, which is just under 10 quid. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. but like, I did want to mention this on the episode today, because I saw it in your story. Jimmy, really? In a pandemic? Yeah. Where we're, we're sanitizing, we're wearing masks, and you just bring on the next comedian, and you literally, now here's your next act, and you handed the microphone over. Like, what happened to the mic yeah. stand? You guys don't sanitize the, ha the, the, the night stand? What is the Comedy Bunch doing in relation to COVID regulations? I think what Jardi put in any sort of thing. Any, I'm, I'm probably, Ale and I, Ale Sheikh and I, are the only people who are wearing masks throughout the day. Uh, Comedians, wait, uh, I, the waiters are wearing masks, of course, but uh, the audience is not wearing, the organizers are not wearing them. Uh, I think it's just Tale and I, and I just take it off whenever I come on stage. And when I, when I finish my, uh, my set, I go uh, have, take yourself. a seat and wear my mask again. Spray no, I, I, I make it, Yani. no, it's a rule. It's, it's a rule that I apply to myself that I know that I'm not wearing gloves, so I'm not putting my hand anywhere near my face throughout the day until I like spray some alcohol on my my hands. Fair enough. You get what I'm trying to say? I do get what you're trying to say. I mean, yeah. I, I had an interesting conversation with another comedian a while back last year where we both theorized that he theorized he had COVID already, like him and his wife, mm -hmm. they had COVID, yeah. but they don't think that they had the long lasting because there's some articles there's disturbing articles coming out now where there's this uh, woman in the UK, she makes her living from testing beer, like tasting beer, like going mm. around the country, going to pubs, tasting the beer. Tasting and beer, she yeah. caught COVID, lost mm -hmm. her sense of taste. And now six months after she'd had COVID, she still hasn't gotten her sense of taste back. And oh, beer, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I've heard beer that. Beer tastes horrible. I've, I've actually seen that and my friends, yeah. You've seen friends who've lost their sense of taste and smell. They, they lost their their sense of taste and smell and it's been uh, it's been weeks and weeks and weeks and they're okay now and they go out and about but say but the, um, the senses are not fully back I guess are you are you doing the the vaccine are you gonna take the vaccine when it when it's available I have no idea I have no idea do you trust the like vaccine? I I trust I trust the 
no, I trust the vaccine. I just don't trust the vaccine that's here. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't and I don't fully trust the vaccine that's out there as well. But I mean, I don't know. I don't like taking major decisions in my life. <laughs> and I feel like it's I mean, I'll, I'll either I'll either grow a tail by taking a vaccine or I'll just die from COVID. And I'd rather die from COVID. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I, I just don't like any... Um, uh, I don't know. Like um, I keep thinking about it, but I never reach an, an actual answer to that question. Like I, I keep thinking, no, vaccines are good. Vaccines have worked before. Vaccines <laughs> are, like I, I, I see the pros and cons, but I don't know what to decide at the end of the day. Even if someone yani, uh, handed me the vaccine, this is the vaccine, you should use it. I'll, I'll just keep staring at it. I, I don't know. And I, and I might I might take it on a whim, by the way. I, mean, I might take it just to get it over with. That's a very... I'd rather keep my mental, my mental uh, state healthy and yeah. not keep thinking, what if it doesn't, it doesn't work? Well, what if it does work? And I just, I, I would just take the vaccine and get it over with. I, I'd like to ask a question that relates to the comedian industry in the UK mm -hmm. versus the comedian industry in Egypt. A lot of different comedians in the UK circuit on Facebook, they've been, mm -hmm. they're, they're pretty much divided into two camps those that okay. believe it's an entire okay. hoax and get very trolly and nasty and negative mm -hmm. to people that are the opposite of that. And then there's the other people who'd be like, you know, just wear a mask, you know, just do this, just do that. Or even posting, yeah. well, I've had my vaccine jab, I've taken, got my first jab, I've had my second jab or whatever. Now, yeah. what I wanted to know is like yeah. in, the, in the Egyptian circuit, because I don't generally pay attention too much to Facebook and a lot of the posts are in Arabic, but I've noticed yeah. What that, is the scenario that, it, that is equivalent to what you're saying? Yeah, because I don't, I don't know. I don't think that y'all are getting as political or social political regarding the COVID and the pandemic in your posts? I mean, has any comedian become like a source of reason or a source of tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy? No, no, and any, any, let's not talk about comedians. Uh, everyone, that's why I'm telling you it's everyone for himself. There's no leader behind it. There's no uh, like an influencer that's gonna uh, appeal to people. Hey guys, take the vaccine. It's not happening. Any, there, there are no representations to what the vaccine would do and would not do. There God, are... I hate that word influencer. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no, but any, I'm using it in the um, uh, in, in the in the former uh, terminology. I'm just not happy. The social media terminology. Yeah, no, no. But I'm just happy that one of the side effects, and it was even in BBC News and Euronews and CNN. <clears throat> was how even the mainstream media news caught on to the fact that influencers on social media since yeah. the lockdown have lost their mm -hmm. income. And nobody's like nobody's going, oh, those poor influencers. Yeah, know? we don't care. <laughs> exactly. We don't care. We don't care. Yeah. But yet there are people that do care enough to hear the words and the see like I wanted to actually ask you because I've talked about this a few times. Uh -huh. And I forget what his full name is. I know his first name is Muhammad, but I don't okay. know his last name. And he's not even a comedian, but he's just some guy that sort of shot up to fame on the Egyptian Instagram. Like he would post these videos of him just screaming 
and always talking in a weird accent. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, is it in Arabic or like, in English? He does mainly in Arabic, but when he speaks English, I feel like he's doing a deliberate, I can't talk English that well, so I'm going to pretend. Uh, I try not to, I, I try not to dive in the, the Egyptian social media bullshit because any, it would just give me a headache. I, I really don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> well, good. Because... I would gladly, I would gladly know their name and, and shit on them, but I, I really don't know. <laughs> well, let's just call him Shitface. So there's this okay. guy called Shitface on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And he got like over a million uh, supporters, supporters, <laughs> followers. Then I remember a friend of mine who's like a film director. Suddenly, this was back in January 2021, uh, 2020. And he was telling me, yeah, I'm going to go and see such and such shitface. He's doing a gig, a comedy gig, a stand-up yeah. comedy gig in uh, 6th of October. And I said, okay, who? And when he showed me the face, I was like, this guy is not a stand-up comedian. You know, a stand-up comedian is somebody who's yeah. gone through the efforts of even what you did 10 years ago when you just came on stage and you pieced together an impression of Nicolas Cage, an impression of I think George W. Bush. George Bush. Uh, and then you yeah. had like. Uh, and they you... were they were competing. <laughs> they were competing how to um, how to say your mama jokes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It was a weird concept. I don't know. No, but then that was where you also yeah. did your whole like my impression of a mannequin that realizes she's naked. And... No, no, I did that in uh, Deja Vu. Oh, you didn't do that yeah. at the. Okay, okay, sorry, no, sorry. No, no, no. Impression of a mannequin and impression of a naked mannequin. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Impression of a naked mannequin. That was a deja vu. Yeah. But like, I remember when you came yeah. up on stage and you were just literally, you came to it like such a natural, like such a professional. And I even remember at one point in 2014, 2013, 2014, commenting that, and this was before he passed away. Uh, that you were like the Egyptian mm -hmm. Robin Williams, like you had that same energy that you could suddenly. I think you're the only guy. I think you're the only person who have, who have told me that. <laughs> I think also Hashim. I, I, I I'll take it. <laughs> I think Hashim also like when I said it, he was there and he was like, "Yeah, you're right. He is. He is like." And then, but that's the thing. I was talking to another friend about this whole. You know, there's always like, there's a George Carlin, there's a Richard Pryor, there's a Bill Hicks, there's Eddie yeah. Izzard, you know, there's all these comedians. In our own way, every comedian tries to create a sort of, you could say legacy of what they're yeah. known for. So like the no yeah. talents, when they get on stage, uh, they're doing musical comedy for that niche audience that gets their humor, yeah. dark humor. Yeah. Um, Haridi does what I used to do back in the day, which whatever, is... whatever the fuck he's doing. <laughs> no, 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 like when he did, no, I was gonna say when he does the parody of songs, like when he took, yeah, Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah and changed it to Zayn yeah. yeah. you know, um, uh, when Winti Damale O Delilah, yeah, so he Delilah. takes, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he takes like well known songs. Changes yeah. the lyrics very funnily, I might add. Yeah. As well yeah. as his straight stand-up. So, like, you could say, okay, yeah, that's his signature. And then you've got, like, those that are observational and you've got those that are... We're all starting to create our own yeah, identity, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, like, مثلا, 
which means, for example, listeners who don't understand Arabic. So, for example, <laughs> if a comedian tries to steal the jokes of another comedian, yeah. and let's say that that comedian is on stage doing a joke about satanic cats that perform abortions, yeah. Yeah. people will be straight away going, dude, hey, that's, that's, that's person's jokes. Yeah. That's, that's Saif Abukandil's joke. He did that in 2014. Yeah. But yeah. again, there's a danger in the sense of the, because there's not enough of us in the industry to be able to observe. I mean, like we can go on the record and say, you know, when a certain comedian stole the jokes of Muhammad Helmi and not one, not two, but three of his gags mm -hmm. went on the radio live and said those three jokes one yeah. after the other. And yeah. I didn't know, I don't know what year this was. I don't know if it was 2015 or 2016 when this shit happened mm -hmm. or even 2017. But last year in 2020, in November, I actually found out from Heridi that Helmi went over to that comedian's house. I didn't know that part. I just knew the whole him oh, trying okay. to call him, him not answering him, ghosting his calls, but yeah. turning up at his house, you know, knocking on the door and his mother's like, going, oh, I'm Hamad, it's Fadal Habidi, you know, like, oh, come on in, you know? Okay, and like, yeah. and his mom, and like the, the guy didn't turn around and say, mom, don't let him in. I stole his jokes on radio yeah. and none of that shit. And we all blacklisted that comedian. Like till now I have a permanent blacklist for that comedian. He's, I, I don't I even consider him a comedian. I to say that he is, he wasn't a comedian. That's what I want. <laughs> just make this clear and then before stealing before before doing all this shit he was not a stand-up comedian he was i like that. like before he, he stealing. had a, a presence on social media mm, he is that was it. supposedly funny in the egyptian circuit but say he he was never labeled as a stand-up comedian hmm. that's the thing about open mics here in egypt it's diff it's way different from i think the states and and the uk open open micers here are not labeled stand-up comedians but they label themselves. Uh, between their friends, but so many, when they talk to us or they talk to any any st an actual stand-up comedian, they don't refer to themselves as stand-up uh, comedians. They say we're trying to do stand-up comedy. That's true. That's the difference between that's the difference between UK and US. Uh, when you perform in an open mic over there, you can be labeled as a stand-up comedian, and you can be labeled as uh, just someone trying to do stand-up comedy. But here, if you are stuck in open in just open mics, you're not a stand-up comedian. That's the difference here. I don't, mm. I, I don't know if it's fair or not, but Siani, the problem the problem here is the, is the um, we're forced to keep like um, a quality control to the shows because there are no regular shows many. It's just one show per month, two show per month. It's not like it's not like it's daily. It's a uh, it's something that's done every day at night. You get what I'm trying to say? I do. So when you I keep, do. it's like an event. It's not like uh, someone. I'm going to the club to try five minutes. It's an event. We call it an event. Every every stand-up show we call it an event because it is an event because it doesn't happen that often. So. We and can't also, keep. We can't make open micers join unless we know that they're actually good. And also, when you say open, like it's funny and very interesting that you say that because when we look at 
for example, I can't remember who I was explaining this to. I think it might have been episode 14, guest yeah. of uh, Sonal Agarwal. She's an Indian comedian based in the US, in Chicago. And when we were talking and commenting, and I was explaining to her that here in Egypt, we've got two types of open mics. We've got the open mics that might be organized by the comedy bunch or Helmi Man events Helmi or yeah. Ronin comedy or El Hizbil comedy or Beitel comedy. When any one of those major people does an open mic night, it's understood that that is an open mic night. But then you get, yeah. for example, at the same venue that might be hosting one of our comedian open mic nights, yeah. they will also host an open mic night, but in their mind, in their mindset, open in mic mindset? in the in the people organizing the event. Okay. It's open to poets, musicians, singers, rappers, oh yeah, and yeah, comedians. Yeah. So yeah. it becomes like a, a so like I, I remember I went to a room art space in Zamatic and yeah. it was an open mic night and I remember I went on I think uh, Gamal Ramzi went on and I yeah. I want to say Morgan was meant to go on but decided not to go on I think uh -huh. Hashem was meant to go on. I don't know if was I was it a stand-up comedy open mic or just no, no, no. Mic? It was like it was an open mic night, and that's the thing is like after I did my bit and I came off stage, there was somebody that was singing, and then there was a girl that came on and did a poem that was about mm -hmm. her sister and her brother-in-law going through a divorce. Okay. You know, yeah, not the happiest of so it's like that's yeah. the, that's the the juxta that's the the juxtaposition the contradiction is that you me another comedian we go to those open mics we want to bring joy laughter and merriment but then there'll yeah. be somebody they'll be like huh I'm an emo goth you know but I think but but I think uh, I I don't know if you're um, are you commenting on this because you don't like it or you're just finding it weird. Maybe a bit of both, and maybe also the third, which is curiosity. Because it's this like, is why this is why we 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 call our shows. It's a stand-up comedy open mic night because so we know you don't that get the you don't get yeah those because the terminology and... yeah and even the application uh, when people like um, fill in the forum to register in our open mic, we ask them, "Have you ever performed stand-up comedy before?" Do you have any stand-up comedy uh, videos that we can watch? So we make them know that it's exclusive, uh, ex exclusively for stand-up comedians, not for not uh, for depressed poetry poets. by yeah. emo Egyptians. <laughs> just, that... just for depressed comedians. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all depressed essentially. Yep. Some more depressed than others. That's why this is not water; it's vodka. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, what were we talking about? Depressed comedians. No, no, no. Before that, uh, the Helmi uh, stealing joke. Uh, the, the guy who stole Helmi jokes Gates. from Helmi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Helmi uh, Gates. Yeah. Uh, where were we? Helmi Gates. Yeah. Where were you going with that? Uh, we were going with the idea that uh, because that individual who stole the jokes. Yeah, has been blacklisted. And he, no, because what we said, and as you said, like there are two different types of people. There are those that will 
start doing stand-up and they will admit that they are still a beginner or they're still starting. Oh yeah. Like yeah, exactly. Uh, like I'm sure you know Muhammad Ali, the he's from Agami. Uh he mm -hmm. does the open mic comedy nights. The guy with the glasses? Yes, the with and the, the long hair. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But he's taking a break or a, you could say a, a hiatus or a sabbatical from stand up and he's like focusing yeah. on music, which is fine because yeah. uh, stand up comedy, it's like take a great example, Noha Kato, the first woman stand up comedian in Egyptian yeah. history. She yeah. was doing comedy from, I think, 20, uh, 2009 until 2010, 2011. Yeah, possibly 2012, and then she stopped for three years until yeah, 2015. A, yeah, yeah, she took a very long hiatus. Yeah, a three-year hiatus, and then when she yeah. came back, and I remember sitting with her and talking about this, she was explaining how that you know she hadn't done a gig, and then after three years she did a gig, and it was you know majority of the audience was her fan base. Yeah. And then she said, it wasn't that great a night. And I said, why, what happened? And she said, well, and I, I don't remember how, but I managed to ask her, well, what material did you use? And she goes, my same yeah. set from three years back. Yeah, and how did she feel about it? What, what but that's her, what I turned on, uh, but I pointed out stuff. to her, well, she felt demoralized that she didn't want to continue doing standup then, like when yeah. that had happened. And I explained to her, but no, that's exactly, first off, it was, your mistake was going on stage with material that your fan base knew yeah. and they wouldn't have minded if you had done like a gag from that with new material or a couple yeah, of gags. Like the, the, the sandwich, sandwich, uh, sandwich the old in between, between the new, two, exactly. Old yeah. Jokes, yeah. Exactly. And ironically, I remember like i mean like i've been i've seen that she does now and then she was starting after that she started coming back to i think uh she did a yeah, couple she did of a show with us well yeah, no, she I, did a show with i know us, she yeah. did a show with you guys but she also i don't know yeah. i think she did a show with the hisville comedy i was quite surprised at that because i thought yeah. she didn't want to do his anymore but she did a gig with them and yeah. then i think i'm not sure if she did one with helmi but then, yeah, she did, yeah. She did that show, I think. Yeah, and then when I was supposed to be performing with you guys in, I think it was February 2020, yeah. and yeah, I was still reeling after the grief of losing mom, so I didn't yeah. want to get up on stage, but it ended so up being... So you gave us a heads, a heads up that you're not going to perform, and we we replaced you with Nakedo. Yeah. Exactly, and that allowed it to be her first gig with you guys at Remarks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you're welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I genuinely like. I like how I've seen the progressive arc of certain performers in the Egyptian circuit. Like, yeah. I'm very proud and impressed and blown away. I'm really sad I didn't get a chance to see it. I'm hoping he does an Alexandria. Alex's uh, first special? Eye on Pain. Yeah, he's going to do it again. He's going to. But hopefully, it do it in Alex, I'm saying, so I can get a chance to see it in Alex rather than in. I don't Cairo. think that there are uh, available venues in Alex. I think. I don't. I really don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't speak to him about it. So I. I don't. I really don't know. Bassani. From what I know, 
there are no venues in, in Alexandria, so I don't know. Do you miss doing stand up in Alex? Yeah, in uh, Teatro. That's what, that was my place. I, I wanted to, and I think it was um, it was at the end of 2019, and I wanted to shoot my my special there in Teatro, Teatro uh, Skandreya. You had a special that you were going to do as well? Yeah, like two years ago, I, I told Haridia I want to do my special in Teatro. I don't want a big stage. I just want to like uh, a club. Room. Yeah, like a club feel to it. I don't, I don't want to go uh, go big. I just want it to be filmed. Intimate. And, uh, yeah, I, I want it to be intimate. and I, I, I want it to be filmed with artistic integrity, not just random... Uh, Weird uh, like, shots uh, of like some yeah. girl super like, fan I of comedy actually, on her iPhone. Directed with someone, yeah. Doing the whole jerky. <laughs> yeah, I, I exactly. love I, I love the super fans that we have here in Egypt, but just once you kind of want to tell them, get a fucking tripod. Yeah. <laughs> get a fucking tripod, get and, a and fucking what, gizmo really, that stabilizes. What really, yeah. what really gets on my nerves when they when they when they film something uh in um portrait not landscape yeah yeah <laughs> it's just but you know what it is it's so, because one hand is filming this is going to make me sound so sexist one hand is yeah. filming and the other hand is just sort of like you know and every now and then just sort of doing her hair no i think they should it they should it in portrait because they they want to post stories <laughs> yeah, hey guys, I'm, a, I'm at a comedy club. Go watch these. It's guys. for Snapchat and for Instagram stories. Yeah, yeah. But so when you shoot something in landscape, it what are you trying artistic. to do? You try, are you trying to start up a YouTube channel or something? What are you trying to do there? <laughs> <laughs> like, Why aren't you I, using I, a GoPro, bitch? <laughs> like when, 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 when I'm on stage and I see someone shooting me and, and, and uh, you know, the orientation is portrait, I feel like, yeah, fine, shoot it. I don't care if this, if this leaks out. But so when someone shoots it in landscape, what the fuck are you trying to do, man? Are you making <laughs> a documentary? Job, <laughs> you making a documentary about me? There, there was actually this guy. Keep, Phil, um, keep, keep making me laugh. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you start over? <laughs> uh, there was, uh, I think, I don't remember whose show was it, but uh, I think it was um, like six, six, six comedians in the lineup. And mm-hmm. by the third comedian or the fourth comedian, the, the first four comedians noticed that there's this guy in the middle of the audience in, in teatro, and he had like a tripod and a proper camera and, and everything was so professional. And everyone thought that the other guy brought this guy. <laughs> was, was that just... Rami? Was that Rami filming you guys? No, or... no, 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 not Rami, no. And 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 by the fourth comedian, I think it was Helmi, he asked him, What are you doing? I'm filming this. Did someone ask you to film this? No, I'm filming it for myself. What the fuck are you doing? Nobody does that. <laughs> so we shut it down. We shut it down politely, Annie. We didn't like... Um... I'm glad you brought up polite because I wanted to yeah. bring up, and I have spoken about this time to time off the podcast and on the podcast because it, for me, it was one of those... It was kind of a turning moment of when you realized the what's going on in the industry of our stand-up comedy in Egypt. Yeah. There was a gig at Teatro. You were doing a gag about stutters. 
No, no, no. I tell you the story. I know. I know what, what we're getting. Is this the the woman who found me offensive? The woman who found you offensive got up and went yeah. out, and you and you lost oh, your the, temper. The, yeah, the, uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna name names, but she was actually uh, upset with another comedian, not not me. But you were the you joke. were the one who got the brunt of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry, listeners. We're not getting verification. Yeah. This is what happens when you listen yeah. to old wives gossip. Go on. <laughs> yeah, the joke was. It was it was actually a bunch of offensive jokes, and uh, two of them, the one that Wait. started to to upset her, was a what? Sorry, I'm confused because you said there was a comedian before you that no, had no, offended. she was angry. She was angry at the sexist remarks that the previous comedian did, which were actually sexist, and I didn't like them. Then I did my my set, and I said, it "Was the sexist comedian?" No, no, no. I, I can't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> you told me after no. this. No, that's the thing. He is not a sexist. The joke was sexist. It it okay. was not my cup of tea at all. Nani, I wouldn't I wouldn't say the joke. Was it Kentucky? No. <laughs> <laughs> when did ever Kentucky offend anyone? <laughs> I had I've had people from the LGBTQIA community oh, come yeah, up to I me and say joke, a couple of his jokes yeah. are homophobic. Yeah. Mohem, uh, read the subtitles. <laughs> if there <laughs> are any subtitles the, uh, in the podcast, the point, yeah. <laughs> the point, yeah, the point. Go on. Um, yeah, yeah. The joke was that I, I'm going to tell you the, the the first joke and the second joke. The first joke is I was like talking in, in a very like compassionate way, <laughs> and I said, "Don't you guys feel sorry for? Do you know when?" There are a bunch of girls on the beach, and they're they're all having fun, and they they want to take a picture where they're all jumping, and they want to take a picture when they're you know in, in the mid sky. Jump. Yeah, mid jump. Right. And there's this really fat girl with them, and she and she jumps like <laughs> this, is, this is the ground. They're all flying. They're all jumping and having fun, and she's like, "This is the ground. This is here over." This is the ground, and this is her feet, and she just jumps a really, a really small distance. You know what makes me sad? You know what I feel sorry for? The ground beneath her. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the joke. It, it, I know, I realize it's a stupid joke, but the thing no, is, no, I find it funny. But you know, yeah, like it's, but it is silly. I know, I realize it's silly. It's not my my. <laughs> it's not a piece of mine. But I stand behind it. I stand behind that joke because it also works. If it was a guy, yeah, it does. It's it's but unisex. When, but when you, yeah, but when you talk about comedy, you don't, or at least that's what I believe is that you take what the majority of the people are doing and you discuss yeah. that. I don't, I don't, I don't think that I've seen uh, guys doing the the mid air thing without doing it ironically. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about that. You yeah. Get what I'm okay. To say? Yeah, no, I'm I get what you're saying. I get what you're yeah. saying. But so, but. <laughs> it was a genius joke, by the way. And I'm sure you were doing it in Arabic, so it must have been even funnier in Arabic. To the yeah, well, the thing Arabic is, listening. I know that I, I, I make it a habit of mine to, I don't know, give the vibe to the audience that what I, the persona that I'm creating, the evil persona that I'm creating that wants everyone to die, that everyone, uh, I want everyone to, to be in, a, in an accent tomorrow, I know that I give actively the vibe that it's a joke. I'm I'm trying to do shock humor, if you're gonna call it that. Yeah, no, I I I totally get it, dude. Your favorite yeah. gag of mine till of yours, <laughs> yeah, of mine, like the my favorite gag of yours that I love to death, yeah, 
till today. It's like six, seven years and even starting to think about it. Like off the top of my head, that video you did on Instagram of the clown with the, you know, a box cutter love story. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There Jesus was God. once where it's a wrist full of veins yeah. and a box cutter. <laughs> and, they, and they lived happily ever after. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we, the second joke, I, the, I, I don't want to. No, but the second yeah. gag is the one of yours where um, it's, you can, now that I understand your, your niche of shock and awe. Yeah and haha -ha, shock on haha -ha, yeah. which is the yeah, i'll the just call it the elevator not, yo oh yeah okay yeah okay the elevator. Then i want to tell you i want to tell you the second joke that offended her that yes yes her, yes please yeah you know, yeah please, it sorry, made her heckle me <laughs> um this was not relied on shock humor um <laughs> it's a joke about uh old, old it doesn't have to be old people but see any it was based on my my grandpa, but I didn't say it at the time uh -huh. because my grandpa stutters. Uh -huh. Okay, so I was saying a theory. It was a really it, it was not a polished joke. I was still trying it out. It was that brand new. Yeah, people, yeah. It, people who are, who stutters go back in time one second. <laughs> so they keep going. They keep going back in time one second. One second. One second. One second. Until they they get out out of the loop of saying the word, <laughs> so it, it is a fun joke if you if you give the benefit <laughs> out to the comedian to the comedian. <laughs> so she, she she said out loud. <laughs> Sorry. She said, uh, we're gonna need a moment to sort of like all right hang on yeah dead kittens in a washing machine dead kittens in yeah. a washing machine continue <laughs> so she said uh she said you're so offensive she said it not very uh condescending loudly, no she said it in a very noticeable uh, theater you know theater is a very small it's place, a small so room yeah 60 someone, seater but yeah. it feels like a 30 seater yeah exactly so she said that's so offensive so the comedian in me wanted to engage with the audience. <laughs> so, I told, so I told her, what did you say? You're, uh, she told me you're offensive. I told her, I, yeah, I, I think I said something like, I know, but that's not the point or something like that. And she told me, yeah, and you're sexist too. And she so kept, she met the comedian yeah, before you. Yeah, and she, you. Kept, and she kept yeah she kept uh she kept talking and trying to discuss something with me so <laughs> I've, I've i've been preparing for this moment for a very long time so when someone heckles me i'm waiting for that moment like i've rewritten that then i've, I've pre-written that i mean so that uh, once if someone heckles me yeah. i'm gonna act like i sneezed okay yeah <laughs> and i'm gonna say I'm sorry. I, I'm I, I'm allergic to stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that, but in Arabic, it was funnier in Arabic. So I did like, oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just allergic to stupidity. <laughs> How would you say it in Arabic? Uh, what was it? And the hassasi al ghaba. Yeah, and the hassam al ghaba. Maish, I I I suffer from. <laughs> so I did that and because it is a small room nobody laughed they they all felt awkward and she looked at me like that she she, she did exact, exactly like that she did like and she got oh up really and left. oh yeah, really she got up and left. oh you're calling me stupid yeah. fuck so you after, and she, she... after she left I had I still had uh, a couple of minutes to 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 tell do my you... jokes but do you so recall... I, got, I got them around alhamdulillah yeah but do you recall 
as she got up and left. Yeah. That there was a moment of you sort of lost your cool and you sort of like started touching the wall. And there was like, yeah, no, like the the back wall, the backdrop wall of theatrical. Oh, la, la, la. No, no, I do that when when someone, no, 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 no. I, 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 because I then I just suddenly like, said, because uh, I remember saying awkward as <laughs> she yeah, got up and left. You that. Yeah, oh, okay. I remember you saying that. But uh, the wall thing I do when I'm bored, like I do that uh, unintentionally. I do it when I'm bored with the audience. But you did look, I, I don't, I, I'm not trying to I, dig I, up I, old bones. Yeah, 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 say I, know, they, I know, I know, I know. But it's just to clarify for especially context for our listeners, they'll be like thinking, yeah. Do they sound like they're just two old comedian farts reminiscing about the good old days of live comedy no, before I, the lockdown? I remember that day because I was actually more mad at um, my, my sh- I'm not going to We're not, not going to name, name them, but I know I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and they came yeah. and told you that you had yeah, to Yeah, after apologize. the show, after I, I did the show, I ended after she left, I had like a couple of minutes left, like 5 minutes left. And I did a I did a great show, and then after the 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 day was we were done with the day, uh, my friend who shall not be named like this podcast, <laughs> he told me you have to go and apologize. You shouldn't have done that. I kept explaining to him I'm not gonna apologize because I did nothing wrong. And so I actually you... went I actually yeah. went out there and I found her waiting for me, and I I didn't want to make a scene, so I took her away, and. I told her. I told her exactly this. We talked for 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 quite a, quite a long time. Yeah. I and told now her, you're engaged I'm... to her. <laughs> <laughs> she. Uh, I told her, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a bunch of stuff right now. Wait until I finish, then tell me what you want to say. She said that to you, or you said that? No, to her? I told her that. No, okay. I told her that before she 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 um, she started talking. I told her. I'm going to tell you a bunch of stuff. And after I'm done, say whatever the fuck you want. And I was very polite about it. I, I didn't say the F word, of course. <laughs> well, there is no real translation of, you know, I say whatever the fuck I want, or you say whatever the fuck you want in Arabic. Like, you wouldn't be able to translate the fuck you want or the fuck. Oh, yeah, no, no, Or no, fuck no. grammatically. <laughs> you, you can't, you, it's the one thing about the Arabic language. It doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> see what I mean? It do, it just doesn't. Uh, work. So yeah, I kept uh, I kept any um, lecturing her about. First of all, you shouldn't speak. That's rule number one in stand-up comedy. Even if you're upset, just talk to me afterwards, and I won't care. Bardo. <laughs> I lectured her about dark comedy. I I lectured her about a, a bunch of stuff. Then after I was done, she told me, "But yeah, but you have to." And I, I and I got what where she came from. She told me, yeah, but but you have to know that the audience in front of you, or at least the Egyptian audience, are not smart enough to know that you are joking about this stuff. Like you got, yeah, I get. Yeah, no, I, I know. know you I know. I know. No, I know. But I know where she's coming from. I know where she's coming yeah. from. But you know that's. As a sociologist and as as someone who's like lived in multiple countries, I always find that somehow like retreating into convenience of a national identity to be the excuse and the crutch for their oversensitivity or their lack of intelligence or their lack of understanding 
Like yeah. it's the easiest go-to phrase, you know, to say, oh, all of Egyptians don't know this and oh, all of Egyptians don't know that. No, but, really but, I get just the, say, but I get, yeah, but I really well, get the notion of most of men in Egypt are sexist. I, I get that notion. I get that uh, it will go over, that the joke would go over their head if I'm talking about a fat woman. He, he's talking about the fat woman. He's, he's, he's laughing at the woman, not at the fat. You get what I'm trying to say? You mean the misogyny that exists here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I, uh, she told me that. I told her, yeah, I understand. I also told her I'm not that famous enough to affect anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then she told me I was actually mad at the, at the comedian before you because he, he actually said some really sexual, uh, sexist remarks. And I told her, yeah, I agree. <laughs> so I told her, so you are you're actually not mad at what i said you might be triggered by what i said there's a difference there's a mm. difference between getting mad at something and, and seeing something that that reminds you of the ugliness of the world that's not what i'm trying to do yeah no no i get you yeah uh peter yusinov said it i don't know if you know who peter yusinov is uh he's a actor i don't know if he directed that's it, um, just actor. No, 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 hear me out. <laughs> no, 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 because he's done movies, he's done the voice, if you remember Disney's uh, Robin Hood with okay. the animals. Can I, can I Google him? Can you tell me his name again? Peter, P-E-T-E-R, yeah. and then Yustinov. Yeah. U-S-T. I like how you spelled out Peter as if I don't know it, and he's <laughs> yeah, you're Egyptian. As if I'm gonna know the, the, the spelling. Oh, because you're Egyptian, man. I don't know, Peter. As in not with the B, oh, with like the P. Botros, like I'm gonna write Botros. I'll be right, Peter. Botros Yusunov. It says here he is Russian Algerian gangster, lives in Marrakesh. Uh, um, Sir Peter Alexander Yustinov. Uh, well, he got knighted. That's true. Um, yeah. He did the voice what about of. Him, uh, he once said very famously and aptly that comedy is simply a funny way of being serious. Yeah. You know that if you take stand-up comedy and you get offended by the joke, and I've had this in the last couple of episodes where we've been talking about where is the distinction or the land, the line in the sand between yeah. what is offensive to everybody yeah. or offensive to a minority and if it's offensive no, to a minority there's not a definite there's not a definitive line no i know but i'm saying but like if it's more because you just have to type speeches that are pro free speech on youtube and you'll see a lot of comedians like john cleese rowan atkinson Stephen mm -hmm. Fry and many others coming forward and speaking of yeah. the importance of do not censor a joke, do not censor yeah, exactly. comedy. Because when you censor a joke, like I just saw this beautiful video, uh, I think it was on a YouTube, like YouTubers starting to do this thing that are like stories now. Yeah. And um, some guy had filmed his grandfather getting a joke. So he was telling him, all right, I'm going to say I want a dog shit. You say I two a dog shit. I say I three a dog shit. So he started doing it with his grandfather. Yeah. You know, he says, like, I want a dog shit. Two, I three. And then, and then as he yeah. got to the six, the grandfather starts to giggle. And then yeah. when his son or his grandson tells him I seven a dog shit, 
And then his grandfather just goes, I ate a dog shit. And he starts <laughs> cracking up, laughing, yeah. and realize, and he gets the And that's the thing is that laughter is one of the most beautiful healing ointments that the soul can have. And to me, honestly, yeah. when a person comes and tells me, I was very offended by that joke, to me, it's in the same ballpark as if I'm at a funeral and I have a tissue in my hand and I'm going, oh, my poor father or oh, my poor yeah. mother. And someone comes next to me and goes, don't cry for them. They're going to be in a better place, which did actually happen at my, at my dad's fucking uh, funeral. I was like in the I mosque, really... I was yeah, in yeah, the mosque yeah, yeah. praying and the I guy always... next to me did the whole, don't cry. <laughs> But I always compare... I always compare when someone tells me uh, I'm offended by that. I always compare it with like, this is not a conversation. You're not, you're not starting a conversation. They think that they're starting a conversation that will end up by me apologizing. But I, I always, I always compare it to uh, that. I opened up a restaurant and I don't care about the reviews. I don't care about the cleanliness. I don't care about anything. I, I offer you a plate, eat mm -hmm. it. Don't tell me if it's good. Don't tell me if it's bad. Don't tell me, uh, I don't like this. The conversation is ended. I don't. I really don't. Don't. Don't need your. Like, tell me your feedback if it's constructive. If it's not constructive, I don't care. Tell me that you're offended, but but don't expect me to engage you because this is not a conversation starter. It's funny you should say that because um, there's this comedian I've been following recently, especially in the lockdown. I've been getting exposure yeah. and watching a lot of different stuff online. And this one comedian, his name is Steve Hostetter. Highly yeah. recommend you look him up because his specialty is handling hecklers. Okay. Like his videos that he posts on his social media. Mm. Sometimes they're clips of his stand-up and he has got shows, completed specials of his. Yeah. But, he, al but he always releases the hecklers. Uh, he heckler also stuff, releases yeah. like, you know, like... And they're like titled, you know, heckler owned by a comedian. Yeah, or... yeah, I think I know the guy. Yeah, well, I know well, of him. I don't yeah, know yeah. No, what was interesting yeah. <laughs> was, and he made the greatest example of where, if you're going to go and see a stage production, like you're going to go into the theater, you're yeah. not gonna talk to you the know, screen. <laughs> you're not, you no, know, you're not gonna shout at the actors on stage and say, yeah. "Can you do something hey, Hamilton, else?" Hamilton wasn't black. <laughs> exactly right you're not gonna yeah. go to a you're not gonna go to a concert and take a guitar with you and hope yeah. that you can get up on stage and sing yeah. with them so it's the same thing with stand-up comedy and like sometimes it does get annoying when you try to do the whole great example just to show you how my mind works and yeah. the, the neuro thoughts there's this great film called house party Highly recommend you watch it. I don't know if you've seen it. It's no, an old no. 1990, 1991 classic with Kid and Play. These two actors, they're known as Kid and Play. And um, Kid, on his way to the house party, stops off at like an old party. Like mm -hmm. old people are having a party. And yeah. the DJ is like an old guy that looks like he's kind of semi-funky or whatever like mm -hmm. semi-funky dressed and semi like you know and he's like getting a record and he goes here's another oldie for you old dusties <sighs> blows the dust off the record <laughs> and then yeah. when kid comes and explains to him yo why don't you get this record start scratching and get that record and mix it and he yeah. goes wait wait do that again 
So he does, and he starts to do it. And as kid starts to do, wave your hands in the air. There's this old woman that just suddenly looks at him and goes, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like that whole moment of like, you're trying to connect with the audience. You're trying to connect yeah. with a room full of strangers. But and... I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the problem with, um, if we're going to discuss dark comedy and, and how people perceive it. Please, yes. I think that... I, I've talked. I've talked about this uh, a bunch of times. Um, I don't know why. I don't know when. When did it start? People associate. Did it start when with... your uncle touched you? <laughs> he taught me how to say dark jokes. Why? Well, well, fingering me. Um. <laughs> so wrong. But what is it saying? Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're not saying that we find the molestation of nephews funny. Oh no, I was uh, twenty-one. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what was it saying? Oh. Yeah, uh, I don't know why uh, people are so <laughs> focus. I'm trying. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna mute my microphone. You go. No, 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 no. Seriously, no, 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 no. Keep the laughter in. That's okay. Great. All right, you yeah. got it. Um. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just noticed what what it says on your cap uh, on your on America. Your yeah. I, yeah, yeah. This was mentioned by the last episode. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a skateboarding brand. So okay. when your uncle touched you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when did it start. <laughs> uh you just reminded me of uh, i i know that you haven't seen his shows uh bo burnham no i have i've seen oh, really? i've saw the one oh god which one was it i think uh, i saw Make one or... the netflix one it was on netflix yeah it yeah. was the when he does he the joke, masturbation uh, song masturbation song i th i think that's uh the special was called what Yes, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you should see Make Happy. It's way better. Uh, anyway, I think I saw was, clips from that. I think I saw clips from that. The joke was, <laughs> if I fuck a kid, I'm a pedophile. But if a kid fucks me, I'm a pedophile again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I, it's like joke. it's 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 like Louis C.K. when he did the monologue on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Comparing. it doesn't taste as good as the... Yeah, yeah, I get it, yeah. The molestation joke, yeah. Oh, I guess the Pfizer tranquilizer for cats is not working anymore. Come here, Mussolini. No, Mussolini? Yeah, I named my cat Mussolini. Yeah, I know. I've seen the videos. <laughs> Hitler would have been too far as a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently now you... Had, like, if, if, especially if you had, like, black fur over here. Black well, that, that's what I checked for first. He didn't have the Hitler yeah. pattern yeah. <laughs> as a cat. But uh, hang on, Mussolini. Stay still, Kitty. Stay still. Stay Look still. at me. No, he Stay doesn't have the Hitler. Stay still. <laughs> <laughs> you are not Mussolini now. You're Hitler. Apparently now you. Can, I go to the Indian accent. <laughs> I don't know why, but also apparently now you can't say the name Hitler on Facebook. You get instant ban. It's like what really? bullshit is that? Yeah, there's this it's it's we've become this super duper sensitive. Right. Like, oh my god, that guy said fart. 
Oh my god, that guy said hello. With a J, right? Hitler with a J. Ah, go for the Scandinavian <laughs> spell. Okay. Yeah. Pause that thought. Anyway, I have to, I have to yeah, throw the cat okay. out. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Okay. I always love you. How I do. Okay, that will shut him. Shut her up. Yeah. Yeah, I should have mentioned Mussolini is a she. Yep. <laughs> As you do. Um, so, yeah, I don't know where it, where it all started. <laughs> it yeah. started when your uncle touched you. Yeah, people associate, I don't know why, but people always associate uh, laughter with happiness, which is, I believe, is completely wrong. So people think, people believe that if you're going to make me laugh, you, you have to make me laugh at happy stuff. They don't get that uh, comedy or laughter has nothing to do with being happy or being sad. I think that's the problem with people who, who get offended with, with, uh, with stuff. Do you get what I'm trying to say? I get, but I'm trying to establish. So you're, so you're saying that. Like you can joke about uh, forgetting your uh, keys at home while going to work, but you can't joke about uh, someone who's an amputee, for instance, because it's a sad thought. Well, as we're both dark, mature comedians, yeah. I happen to have this joke, which I'm working on because it, you know, it, when you tell a person the phrase that you're a survivor of abuse, yeah. they tend to withdraw into a shell of discomfort. Yeah. But if you, and this is what I, came up with this gag a while back, which was like, you know how people talk about sevens and eights? Like, oh, that girl's a seven or, oh, she's an eight, you yeah. know? Yeah. I must have been an 11 to pedophiles because like I was like super hot, sexy, irresistibly be like, hey kid, come here. I don't know who you, you know, I, I, I was just getting hit on by three different men in my life. They were just like, come here, kid. You're yeah. so fucking sexy. Come here, I got, I gotta like fucking scar you for life. <laughs> you know, and it's dark. It's making you laugh. Yeah. And that's the thing. By laughing at the darkness of it, the absurdity of it, the, the yeah. wording of it, we can move past the, oh, let's feel sorry for safe. No, don't feel sorry for me. That fucking shit happens to everyone, left, right, and center. Yeah. I was even telling yeah. Farouk, there was this time. Yeah, but, but, but I'm sorry, but here's the thing. The, um, the problem is I don't want people uh, who get offended to understand comedy i know that they will never understand that part so they're allowed to feel offended but stay away don't keep coming back expecting to not be offended also when you um i i, I think that people who get offended see the jokes as if as if they are articles you know or you know when someone uh, takes, oh a, God, transcript, yes. takes a, a transcript from a special and say, yeah. hey, uh, Anthony, Jessel Nick said uh, that someone, the joke, they write it down as if it's a statement. It's not a fucking statement. What, what the fuck are you doing? People who get offended feel that whomever is on stage, he's saying statements. I'm not, the, I, I, I'm not I working think, in the government. I'm a, I'm a stand-up comedian. I think the greatest example of what you're describing is when people take clips from George Carlin's specials yeah, 
uh, like when he says something along the lines of they just want you to be a well-adjusted cog in the machinery of industry, yeah. but they don't put the rest of the buildup to that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and exactly. and that is a danger. Is that sometimes we comedians we get politicized, we get demonized, we get turned into you know like oh this comedian said this such an offensive joke and oh that comedian said such an offensive joke. I always say when anybody turns around and says to me, "Oh my God, that was," I'll go, "Wait, so a drowning Syrian kid, age four, dies on the shores of the Mediterranean? That's not shocking." Or a politician that mocks the disabled, you know, doesn't get into trouble, or like a president that needs to be a former president that needs to be impeached isn't impeached. That is not offensive, but. Yeah a joke that that comedian said on stage to a room full of people yeah. wanting to laugh. That was what got you offended. It's like there's those a people... difference. There's mm. a difference between a comedian saying a joke on stage and a comedian saying a joke uh, off stage. If it's off stage, um, when you're when you're sitting in a like a round table with only comedians. Yeah, sure. It can pass because we're all comedians. We're just riffing off. But if a comedian a comedian wouldn't say the shit he's saying on stage if he's in a like uh uh i don't know like at a party or something like to some to some guy that he to some girl that he met that night he's not gonna tell her like uh like a joke unless he's telling her yeah i do that joke on stage it's not as it's not any jokes were meant to, to be told on stage it's funny you should say that because i remember you remember my satanic cat abortion joke? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I remember. Years that. ago, well, years ago, I was telling somebody because, like, even just describing the joke, like, not even doing it the whole joke. It. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but it. just even saying the context, like, you know, if I say, "Oh, you've never heard my satanic cat abortion joke," you yeah. know, like, just saying it that way, you know, like my satanic cat abortion joke. Uh, it, that can be in itself funny. The buildup of how I came up with a certain part of the joke, and it was my mom who helped me yeah. with a part of the joke, was deep genius. Um, but I did have a friend once uh, was listening to me talk, and I explained. And when I said satanic, uh, satanic, satanic, he, yeah. he got offended at that. He turned around and he Why? said, I don't, I don't like the word satanic. You know, it feels like you're promoting. That's where the conversation state. should end. That's that where was, the conversation it was, should it end. Was, yeah, Be exactly. offended. Just stay offended. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like I've been in conversations with people who may have offended my spirituality. Yeah. But and this is the interesting thing. It's like when you go from the Quran, Wafi the ayah that says Lekum dinukum you have yeah. your religious beliefs and we have our religious and beliefs have which, ours, yeah. which is my way of interpreting that line to be an Islamic Quranic verse equivalent of let's agree to disagree so yeah. I understand that not everyone is going to be Muslim I know that everyone's not going to be from the Judo-Christian Abrahamic you know from yeah. the Trinity Islam, exactly. Christianity, Judaism yeah. I know I'm going to meet people that are Buddhist, Wiccans, agnostics, atheists, militant atheists, vegans, you know, hardcore meat lovers, which means that they eat meat. They're not like, you know, come here, baby. Oh, yeah. I feel bad. 
I like to get bologna yeah. and cut a hole into it and then fuck it. You know, like, it's not like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know that there's always going to be, you know, different people from different walks of life, but yeah, when it comes to getting offended at a joke, man, it, by the it, way, it, I don't have a problem with people who get offended. I have a problem with people who get offended and, um, first of all, expect me to do something about it. <laughs> if they're gonna, if they're gonna educate something that, um, I'm unaware of, like, I'm really uh, being harsh, like on any something that I don't understand. And I uh, there's this uh, I I made this joke out of misconception or something. Yeah, sure. Lecture me if I ask you to. Don't go out of your, <laughs> don't go out of your way just to tell me you're offend uh, you're offended because blah 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 blah. You remember I did the joke the 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 you know the cancer joke with the with the wheelchair. Do you remember Deja Vu? I, the one I, I turned into a comic strip, if you remember that. The, jo the I, joke I, was, I, yeah, the I joke was, so. on, uh, I was at school and there was this kid who, uh, who, um, who lost his hair due to chemotherapy. And the whole, uh, every student decided to um, support him by shaving their head. I remember. Cool. So I felt like, <laughs> the joke was not about the disease rather than about the people around the disease. So I was talking about what if he woke up one day and for just one moment he forgot that he had he had that disease and he just went to, to school and found a bunch of bald kids. <laughs> He's going to remember all of the shit that, he, that he's been through this past week. So I, 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 uh, I, I made a, like a comparison if someone is uh, is paralyzed is in a, in a wheelchair are we going to all going to support him by showing up with a bunch of wheelchairs and just chasing around the school <laughs> like hey, yeah guys i, I want to go up the stairs can you help me out no we're all in wheelchairs man we're all with you we support you so that was a joke when i did that joke and uh, that was like i don't know like 9 years ago when i did that joke when i last right. did that joke yeah um there was one, uh, some, I think some girl in the audience, she came up to, pay, to, to me after the show and she told me, um, by the way, my mom has cancer. What the fuck does this have to do with anything that I've just said? <laughs> it, I don't it, know. What do you expect yeah, me to mom, say, to tell you after that? I don't know. I don't know. What was I supposed to say at that moment? I don't know. You just say salamata. <laughs> you say may, may Allah make her better. And that's I would have been like, oh, what stage is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry I, mean, I like, interrupted you. I, I keep interrupting you. No, I would have just no no, no 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 it's it's fine. It's fine. Uh I would have turned around and said to her, What stage? Um <laughs> stupid joke that uh when i it's not it's not even joke i never did that on stage it's just an ongoing joke that i that i say to myself in the mirror <laughs> it's yeah. like uh when i when i first heard about the breast cancer i thought i thought it was the best cancer i thought it there was no r oh uh, you thought breast, it, was it was best the, cancer best, best cancer. cancer to get <laughs> best cancer it's actually prostate cancer yeah <laughs> Um, you know, the reason is because it's the slowest yeah. growing. 
Why? Is it the best cancer? Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, when my dad got prostate cancer. Yeah. When my dad got prostate cancer, you know, like I got told by different medical people, you know, doctors telling yeah. me, oh, you know, your dad got the best possible cancer out there. <laughs> Good for him. He's so lucky to have prostate cancer. Yeah. They were like, seriously, you got, you, you know, your dad got the best possible cancer, and yeah. then they'd follow out of, with... Out of all the shitty scenarios, you got the best shitty scenario. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, like, out of out of all the prisons you could be in, this is the yeah. best prison. Yeah. <laughs> You'll still get raped in this prison, but it's going to be the yeah. best. It'll be romantic rape. It'll be the best rape you'll ever get. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be, uh, it'll be romantic. The guards will bring like, in candles. They'll be putting George Michael and love music. You know, you'll be hearing Billie Eilish yeah. while you're getting uh, raped romantically in prison. Uh, also, also uh, going back to the dark humor thing, uh, being offended, uh, shit. Um, At this point, some problem, people stopped listening. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Me neither. Go on. Uh, the, the, um, the other problem with uh, people who... Um, perceive stand-up comedy it's especially offensive or dark uh, comedy when you're on stage they think that you that all of these offensive jokes um um are any are told out of lack of empathy which to me what i can't hear you you're on mute i said what do you mean by lack of empathy like they don't understand that most i think most money i i, I want to say all um comedians who do uh, dark comedy they just uh, for the sake of this argument say most of uh, of these comedians i believe that they have empathy when they uh talk about these dark, dark um you know uh, material you get what i'm trying to say but the yeah, audience, yeah. but the audience, look at you as if you're you're apathetic about it, and you, you don't feel uh, the agony and turmoil of uh, people who uh, have this disease. No, it is because I know how it feels to have this disease. That's why I'm joking about it. That's why I'm normalizing these uh, this bad shit that, uh, that's happening in life. Do you get what I'm trying to say? It's because I am Dude, empathetic about this stuff. I'm I telling do. you these jokes. I'm not saying it out of hatred to the uh, to people who have cancer, for instance. I think that's the problem. I get really annoyed when, because like I I don't I I don't know if I discussed it with Farouk. I think I did on his episode. And in a nutshell. Uh, I was hosting a new material night in Cairo. Farouk was the headline act. And I said to the audience, you know, after they came back for their smokers break, because it was a non-smoking venue, Mm -hmm. that thank you for supporting live comedy. We're really appreciative of you guys being here. Uh, If your friends couldn't make it, don't judge them unless they're kitty fuckers. You know... (laughs) Thank you. 
No, you I got the no, you I, got the joke. You got the joke. I, I, like, I, don't I, judge I, your I friends. A, I gotta give a hand to the terminology of it. Well, yeah, it's like <laughs> you know, because like it's, yeah. it's 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 a lot more funnier than saying pedophile. You know. Yeah, that's the exactly, thing. Yeah. It's like yeah. if you if you want the wording to be, of the joke is funny. Yeah. Exactly, and I turn around and I said, you know, like don't like if your friends, you know, made it great. If they couldn't make it, you know, that's not their fault unless they fuck kids. Yeah, you know, exactly. If they yeah. fucking kids, then judge them by all means. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, if your friend turned around and said, "Hi, I'm Jeffrey Epstein," you judge him straight away. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly, you're like. Yeah. But anyway, so point how did is, they feel about that? Well, that's the thing. It was there was a girl in the front row. It's always women at fucking gigs in Egypt, isn't it? No, even like, men. You know, I, I've no, no, I'm joking. Them. I'm I'm not being sexist. Maybe a little bit, but oh, no, no, no it's is, not a sexist remark. It's uh, it's uh, uh, the the um, I think the stats show that more women do that. But I've seen get offended. Men do that. Yeah, get offended and be verbal about it during the show. Yeah, the, no. But what happened was that this girl like straight away heckled with, "You can't say that." And you know, I just did. The, well, exactly. <laughs> with the microphone, yeah. and I was like, "Why not?" Yeah. Like, why can't I say the word "kitty fucker"? Yeah. Like, it's bad enough I have to go on Facebook now, finding out like for my friends that you can't say Hitler anymore because yeah. people have gone too offended by being compared to Hitler. So yeah. I asked her, why not? And her response was word for word, what if somebody in the audience is a victim of? And my return to that was, what if somebody on the stage is a survivor of? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And there was a nanosecond exchange of looks where we looked at each other she looked at me saying, asking with her eyes, wait, you were, you survived child abuse? And me saying, nothing. yeah. And me looking at her saying, yeah, get over it. Can I get on with yeah. the show? Like yeah. saying that with my eyes. And she obviously yeah. got up and she went outside. Tears started and everything. And okay. yeah, yeah, but it gets funnier because like I turn around and like, you know, Farouk is meant to be coming on the stage. <laughs> you know, I'm like I'm supposed to bring on the headline act. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, I had to return it back to the, the momentum of kitty fuckers' yeah. hilarity. So <laughs> yeah. you know, like I turn around and say to the audience, "Look, bad things happen to good people. Good things happen to bad people. It's the way of the universe." And then saying it so nonchalantly, rolling off my tongue, like you know, my sister died 14 days after my 14th birthday. Shit happens. Yeah. And then. Yeah. When I got Farouk on the stage, I was starting to listen. And then I realized from audience members afterwards, as well as I could hear it, was yeah. that every now and then in between his gags, Farouk would say, he would, he would, uh, no, he would say, he would always be like, <laughs> I love that. You know, and safe sister that. died. Yeah. And safe yeah. sister died. And the more he said it, the more the, the darkness. More yeah, won the people it. over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I I've told this I think in another episode, but like on the day my sister passed away, her yeah. widow and myself, her widower, her husband, like her brother, my brother-in-law and me, sat on a bed and telling each other jokes, even though they were jokes we might have heard. We were just trying to make each other laugh in that bitter yeah. pain. That we were yeah. both going through. 
Okay, hold that thought because I have just fed a cat and I need to eject the cat from the window. Mussolini, <laughs> it's time for your annexation. Where are you, you fucking, you fucking idiot? Get your fucking furry butt over here. Where are you? I don't know you, but I want you. Da, 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 da. Words that take me and erase me, and I can't react. So sorry. Games that never amount to more than recording. You're saying something powerful. Obviously, the joys of edit. When you're saying something powerful, meaningful, and there's that little in the background. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, dark humor. We're coming up to our the end of the one hour mark. So you know, like, uh, like something like that. I, I um, I feel sorry for people who don't understand comedy, because I'm pretty sure that a, a bunch of people from that audience, when Faru said that the first time, they looked at you first to see if you're okay about it. And I was. Like they want to laugh, like they want to laugh, but they had to make sure that you're okay with it. Like if you want to laugh, just fucking laugh and get it over with. I, yeah, I, I, I forgot to tell you. After I, I spoke to uh, the, the lady I offended, I went to the people I know from the audience and I asked them, how did you feel about my, my comeback when I told her I'm allergic to uh, stupidity? They told me that they 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 wanted to die of laughter. So why didn't you? It would have it would have lightened the mood at least. I, I, I don't know. It just bugs me. I don't know. People can be funny and strange and stupid for the wrong reasons, and sometimes it feels like almost as if nobody wants to be brave enough to laugh at that joke that's so dark. Yeah, exactly. You know, they like have to nobody. Make sure. Yeah. You don't want to be like, all right, I'll give you a great example. Yeah. There's always the, like they, they say, what's the first thing you do before telling racist jokes? Look I'm around. not racist. <laughs> no, no, look around. <laughs> oh, Make sure okay. that there's yeah. none of the ethnicities you're about. So like, if, you know, like my ex-girlfriend, Dilshani, yeah. the psycho. I call her Dilshani the psycho because she was a psycho. She had a heart of gold, but yeah. she was also a psycho. There was okay. this one time she was telling anti-Semitic, anti-Jewish jokes to her colleagues but at the same stage? call center. Oh, no, okay. no, no. Okay. It was a smoker's break outside where we worked at a call center yeah. in London, in Wimbledon. And she's... And she even explained to me afterwards which joke it was that she was yeah. saying when this happened. She has this joke where it's, uh, it's not her joke, but the joke she was saying is, how do you fit 25 Jewish people in a car? Two in the front, okay. two in the back, 21 in the ashtray. It's a Holocaust, horrible Holocaust okay. joke. Yeah, okay. Right? She says this joke just as an orthodox Hasidic Jewish gentlemen, you know, the guys yeah. with the hats and the braids and the beard yeah. and the black coat. How did he how did he feel about it? 
What do you think happens? He stopped. He stopped dead in his feet. Like, like, like I, I'd really love to know that he laughed about it, but I know that he didn't. <laughs> oh God, no! Come on, no. That it, look, there's there's laughing at stuff like you know. Yeah, oh, I know, I know. I know like what I killed know. Hitler? The gas bill. You know, like that's a funny joke. <laughs> Like that's yeah. a funny joke because you're making fun yeah. of Hitler more than the actual Holocaust itself. Yeah, but exactly. Like, yeah, but she, she, like he stopped dead in his tracks, swung on his heel, pointed, like came right up to her, pointing in her face, going, "You can't say jokes like that. How dare you?" And yeah. her response to that, like if I yeah. was a stand-up comedian then, which I was, but like as in if she was like yeah. doing comedy, I would have told yeah, her, this yeah. is like, this is going to be a great bit. <laughs> Even though it was like fucked up, I would also say what this is going to be say? a great bit. No, no, it's say? okay. I'm German. <laughs> She's not like German German. Like her her father's name is not Hans and her, yeah, and her mother's German, name is yeah, not yeah. Liesel. You know, like... Yeah. She's like her parents are from Sri Lanka originally, you know, yeah, yeah, and okay. she was born in Germany, raised in Germany, and she identifies as a German. But she yeah. turned around and told this Orthodox Hasidic Jewish gentleman, No, no, it's okay. The reason for my Holocaust humor is I'm German. I'm a German. So yeah. All us Germans have Holocaust humor, you know, Mazeltov, you know, like, no. And she, <laughs> he, he proceeded to give her a lecture. Yeah. Um, on the spot, and then I, I, I don't know because, like, this is the thing with hearsay is that it was one of those moments where everybody that witnessed it couldn't believe they fucking saw it. And because yeah, they knew yeah, that yeah. she was my ex, they were like, yeah. dude, do you know what happened just now downstairs with Dilshani? I was like, no, what? And then when she was talking to me they about it, she was, she, she was actually proud of the whole, like, you know, I offended a Jew. You know, yeah. like, that's what her words were. Like, I really pissed yeah. off a Jew today. And I was like, yeah. dude, like, I'm Arab. I'm supposed to have uh, a, a natural <laughs> hatred. And I don't. Yeah. What the fuck, yeah. man? Like, seriously, do you Germans yeah. get little Hitler Jugend marches in the middle of, like, morning assembly? Like, come, Deutsch and Deutsch, and do alles. You know, like, apparently, Robbie Williams, I don't know if you know. I know you're old enough to Oh, remember. yeah, he, he uh... Hey, you, you saw that Norton show? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think I sent you that yeah, clip yeah. when he yeah. was like, I really alienated the German audience <laughs> by singing Deutschland, Deutschland. And then, dude, anyone would have told you that's the fucking Third Reich's verse. Don't use the Third yeah. Reich's verse. Yeah. Deutschland, Deutschland, über alles, which means above all. Okay. Germany, Germany, above all nations we will triumph over the bones of our crushed enemies do you have any Jimmy, uh, do you have any I, last questions well i have two the first one is it's a recurring question i ask all my guests yeah especially those who are involved in creative content like creating either humor jokes or whatever yeah how do you combat deal with creators block have you got any shareable secrets to our listeners that are fellow creatives or are um, creative? I think it differs, uh, it differs from one medium to another. So are you talking about stand-up when you're writing uh, comedy can, or video content or script writing? Or, or, I, I think I'm, or drawing I mean, art, I, think, I don't know. 
I think I'm referring to more like, let's say whatever creative project you're in, mm -hmm. and let's say for the sake of argument, script writing or comedy or, because art, you can always take it in a different direction. But like yeah. when you're writing in a script or you're creating a joke or a gag, or you're doing some kind of video, and then suddenly you have that like, you know, what is usually called writer's block for writers. Yeah. Yeah, but exactly, I call yeah. it creator's block. So like you suddenly you hit a blocking brick wall, creativity, you can't think, you don't know how to navigate yeah. around that hurdle. So how would you overcome? I don't think that I do something actively about it. I think it just comes and goes. But I think when, I don't know, I don't, I don't feel like I've done any creative uh, project without being in the mood for it okay however when when i worked uh, this one year as a scriptwriter, sometimes i didn't have creative uh, block but i had like uh, i don't think i have creative block. i think i have procrastination i think that's more um like i procrastinate from a lot not laziness i'm uh, just procrastination i don't know that so i don't laziness. i don't think yeah. <laughs> it's just professional laziness yeah yeah it's, yeah yeah exactly yeah what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a procrastinator. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that, or maybe I have suffered from creative block, but I, I don't register it as creative block. So mm. I don't, I, I wouldn't know. Interesting. Like, but sometimes I feel like uh, it's been a while since, uh, since I last did a funny video on my Instagram. And I feel like I have the ideas, but I don't have the, um, Time. like the mental capacity to get into doing a character um, based video funny video for instance that's my problem i always have the ideas i just don't have the the will or better yet the discipline to work mm. on my on my stuff like you've seen my you've seen my uh, my stand-up notes i've seen your stand-up notes and it's so listeners in case you're wondering a lot of comedians tend to write either sometimes whole sentences uh what's his name louis ck has a habit of just using initials for jokes like sometimes okay, you could just see a that. you could just see a series of letters on his page yeah so nobody can steal his jokes yeah. i myself can sometimes just write the subject of a joke so i could write satanic cats or i might write battlefield yeah. thc so i know i'm doing my yeah. joke about marijuana on, in war but yeah. I've seen no, what you, and I borrowed that notes. from you. I borrowed not, that from not, you, that yeah. technique of like, what, where you just put like, a word, uh, where you just write a yeah, word. But I do know, the joke. but I do know that you sometimes do this where you wing it a hundred percent, but this you write sometimes. down, <laughs> but you write, no, because I, I, my understanding from one of the gigs I did with you, yeah one of the events because they're a life yeah. event they change our lives yeah. forever because <laughs> doing comedy in egypt remember? is it's yeah. like ice skating uphill in a bikini so <laughs> what um, <is> it? <laughs> you told me that sometimes you will wing it but you write yourself words to remind yourselves what you're going to wing it about no i always wing it that's my problem that's many when i look at it i feel like i'm really good at winging it but i really want to for once to work on just one joke and just write it down and know when when i, I just yeah and just realize the tempo of the joke 
the tempo of the joke. What would it be? But and, my my way of doing stand up is yeah. always like I always compare um, my uh, my style of stand up to people like uh, Mina Neda, for instance. Can we go for Western comparisons for our audiences that don't watch the Egyptian? Uh, 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 uh. I don't know. It's gonna. It's not fair to uh, to compare uh, Kevin Hart to Mina Neder. But I, <laughs> I like that. Um, it's not fair to compare Kevin Hart to Mina Neder. No, no, no. As Mina no, no, Neder, he's like way better. No, no, no. It's not fair to. No, it's not fair to compare Mina Neder to Kevin Hart. That's what I meant. Uh, You'd say your style is similar to Kevin Hart's? No, 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 not at all. His style or my style? Your style. No, my style is not Kevin Hart. Oh, you're saying Mina Nader's style is that similar to Kevin Hart's? Like not style, um, not style at doing the comedy, uh, doing comedy. Uh, the style at writing jokes. I feel like okay, okay. Mina Nader, he actually, I feel, from what I've seen, I know that he actually writes a script of what the show would be. And I know that Kevin Hart is disciplined enough and works really hard on his material to do that. But I, I, when I see Mina Nader on one show, then after um, two months or three months, I see him doing the same set. I'm like, there's been changes. The same thing. No, there are no changes. It's the same exact thing. But people are laughing way too hard at it because it's an actual nice joke. But if you see it twice, you get bored of it. Not actual board, but he's, you feel like, oh, because me, a good stand-up comedian would do a, a scripted joke as if it, he came um, he came up with, with it on the spot. I believe that's what makes a, a good comedian is when a scripted joke is shown on stage as if he came up with it on the spot. So Minaneder does that. He made he makes the joke as if he's coming up with it on the spot, and when you see him again, he's doing the exact same thing. When people so, watch my yeah. uh, my jokes and they see my, my my set, they long they long for. And you've you've always told me and Faru uh, do the elevator bit. You've heard it many times, but every time I do it differently. The gist of it, the gist of it is the same, but the wording is different. The 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 examples that I say are different. Mm -hmm. I I like that about my act, but I wish that I would be more scripted like Mina Neder sometimes do you have a clip of the video uh do you have a video clip of the elevator gag that we can link to this episode no not and um no i don't think so i i i don't, I don't think that all the times that i've done it in um uh, anytime i've done it many uh, i've done a great job at doing that joke it's not filmed <laughs> i think that's the problem yeah, murphy's law yeah <laughs> Murphy's law, yeah. <laughs> no, I've got. I'm, I'm well versed in Murphy's law of great nights, yeah. great gigs that never get yeah. filmed, and where I never get the footage. Um, it's yeah. happened to me over the years, but I've but, managed. Okay, that's the to... reason I told you. You've seen my notes. I didn't mean the notes that I go. Um, I go to shows with. I'm, I'm telling you about the notes that I have on my phone when I when I when I when I come up with an idea. I want to write it down before yes. I forget it. Yeah, yeah, when You've we were on the train to Cairo. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, 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 I create a lot of material, and, and there are a bunch of material that I haven't used throughout the years. Uh, so I don't think that I have creative block. I always have like, that's my, that's my, uh, my weakness. It's not. I'm, I'm not disciplined enough. Sometimes I don't have the will to work on my jokes, 
and I procrastinate a lot. So uh, the mm. creative block thing, I don't think that I ever, I ever suffered that. I hope I don't any. Mashallah. <laughs> well, no, but that's the thing. And I think it boils down to a very interesting observation my, my late mother pointed out to me once was she pointed out to me that I am more funny when I'm off the cuff. Okay. Again, improvise. Yeah. When I improvise the joke. Then when yeah. it's scripted, I'm naturally more funny than when yeah. I try to be funny. And yeah. it's interesting because I've done both. And what's what's comfortable, I'll tell you, I've done, I did a gig in 2019, September What did you 20. enjoy the most? What did you well, enjoy the most? Well, well, this is the thing. Um, and it was ironic because of my frame of mind. It was yeah. a, a Hisbill comedy night. Yeah. And it was at Newt in Cairo in Mahadi. And I wasn't supposed to be on the lineup originally. I wanted to go on the lineup because in a matter of like, that was a third, that was a Friday night. And on Sunday, I was going to be flying to the UK to see my mom for the last time. Mm -hmm. I had my gag book in front of me and I had written a set, a 10 minute set. Like I had compiled jokes of a 10 minute set, you know, already tested and whatever. And I was going to get up and do them. And I started doing the whole memorizing, okay, I'm gonna do this gag, this gag, this gag. And then all of a sudden I could hear my mother's voice saying, you know, you're funnier when you're just being you. Yeah. And I closed yeah. my gag book, put it in my bag. And, and I just, just had this, and I just had this fuck it approach. Yeah. Now what's really interesting was that it was so liberating. I had no idea what I was gonna do. I was just in front of an audience being my funny self, talking about squirrels, kept going yeah. back to squirrels, like referring to squirrels, like that was like a callback I kept going to. Yeah. You know, bantering and talking with the audience uh, a little bit. But when I came off the stage, Haridi walked up to me and said, that was one of the best sets you've ever done. I filmed it. Yeah. Hossam um, Idris walked up to me and said, that was the best set I've ever seen you do. Yeah. Everybody came up to me, like all the comedians, all my peers of comedy. So what the fuck have you been doing the past few years? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's the other interesting thing about it. And this is what's really interesting was that Hashem came up to me. I know. Hashem came up to me and he said to me, that was really, really funny. But then afterwards, after time had passed, he let me know that the woman booker, not a comedian, but the, the woman who organized the event, didn't yeah. find my humor funny. Yeah. Didn't find my set funny. But there were people in the audience that were laughing. Laughing. There were, yeah. There were people that were laughing like I was doing a regular comedy set. Yeah. So I didn't feel like they were laughing at me out of pity. I didn't feel that they yeah. were laughing at me like they were oh, genuinely laughing. Yeah. It's a make a wish foundation kid. I mean, like, yeah. I wish I have three forms of cancer, <laughs> and before I die, I want to do a comedy gig. Do you have any experience? Yeah. No, because I'm a kid. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm a kid with cancer. Um, previously on HBO's Kids with Cancer. <laughs> I was just going to say something like that, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, because that's, that's the thing, is that previously I got up on there. AMC, previously <laughs> on AMC's Kids with Cancer. <laughs> I hate that I can't do medical marijuana. The end. 
exactly. <laughs> but like when we get comedians that do this whole, oh, you can't say that, or you, you can't, you've got to do prepared jokes or whatever. And yeah. I've done prepared gigs. Like I prepared a routine and yeah, people yeah. will say, that's a great gag. That's a great gag. So it's hard to just go up there and wing it a hundred percent and feel confident yeah, exactly. that what you're doing every time is going to hit the nail. And I know but from I like when you go on stage uh, without uh, material, there's, there's always this one material that you're thinking of and it just comes up when you're on stage. I feel like mm -hmm. at the back of your mind, there's always this joke that you're working on without looking at your notes. And you just, when you go on stage, I have to do a joke now. So I'm going to re release w whatever it is in my subconscious right now. I feel like that's that what happens to I, I, at least professional comedians who can improvise. Well, exactly. And I love improvisation. I love to improvise. Yeah. I love improvising in banter with an audience member. I love bantering. And like, I can't believe I remembered this. Like, I always remember this. There was this one time I had a gag that was referring to like, you know, Microsoft Word is trying to make me American, even though I'm British. And it keeps yeah. trying to convert my words from the to, British yeah, spelling yeah, to it, the yeah. American spelling. And then I was listing a couple of examples, like, you know, flavor, favor. And then color, someone in the audience, someone in the audience yeah. said color. I wittingly just said like, turn it, I was like, yeah, but the Americans have always had a problem with color. That's a really good joke. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like that yeah. moment of being just witty. Being free, just being, it's, it's really freeing to do that, yeah. I think we should try and organ. Imagine trying to organize an online free gig in the sense of free yourselves from material, like a set list, like trying to it's do gonna, set, like trying to I, do I set list online. Like, uh, I really don't like online standup. I I I feel like it's just. Have you um, done a few gigs online? No, I no, I've done none, I, and I won't do it. I feel like it's just. A live people are just watching a live video of two people having fun oh uh, if i'm going i feel like it's a live podcast like a chat room like uh, a chat room or a clubhouse that's interesting because i've actually done there are these i'll point you in them afterwards on instagram uh yeah. laughter on lockdown south africa it's a south africa uh, yeah i know you you did a couple of gigs uh, online gigs yeah yeah i do they do an open mic it's at 7 30 our time we're in the same time zone as but they do are you hear laughter do you hear the audience I no everyone this is, is on mute well this is the thing right and i think if i would do it i would prepare a laugh track just to just to, <laughs> just to play it <laughs> <laughs> but what they but what they did in the evolution yeah. they've been they've been doing it on Instagram but the Saturday yeah. just gone they actually did it so that it was via this I think it's called stream something it, it was like a yeah. it's so like what, you Twitch press a button and just like no and are laughing I'll send you the link of it afterwards it's on YouTube they posted it to YouTube and it was like it was being live on YouTube for audiences mm -hmm. yeah. so they could watch it on YouTube, but it was being done by the service that connects to YouTube. When I was on that, 
with a bunch of other comedians like from around the world. And this is what was interesting. There were comedians from the States, comedians from Britain, comedians from South Africa, yeah. Egypt, all of the same lineup, you know, from around the world. But mm -hmm. what they did this time around was that they had like, it looked like a Zoom call because there was myself, there was a civilian, as in not a comedian, yeah. a comedian and another comedian. So like it was me and two comedians and a civilian on the screen but there were mm -hmm. comments that were coming through from audience yeah. members that were watching it and you just have to it depends on the length of time you're doing online like if you're doing five minutes it's very easy to just come up with a yeah. five minute thing that you can sort of talk about that is funny that you can make funny online but i but feel like it's video content like like i'm doing a live video content it is and it isn't. Yeah, I mean, there's different yeah. schools of thought of the discipline of like, it. I, I have mean, no problem with people not laughing. I, I've experienced that on stage multiple times. <laughs> but I just, I don't some know. Some comedians I, have experienced it more than others. <laughs> yeah, but if I'm going to a show knowing for a fact that I'm not going to hear any form of laughter or just not seeing anyone smile. Like, I love improvising and I... I wouldn't want to improvise without the stage or without the mic or without the mic stand or, mm. or without the stool that I'm sitting on or without uh, just annoying the waiter when he passes by uh, through my art space or just, I, I, I love the interacting part of it as well. I, I would want the, uh, someone to, uh, something in the sound system to, to, to break. I, I love these parts, the lights so went off for instance. Power like cut. I feel, yeah, power cut, sorry. Lights went off. Yeah, I don't know what's that. <laughs> the lights went off, but the microphone still worked. We were doing horror comedy. Yeah, I don't know. As you do. <laughs> do you remember the, the, the one joke I did when, I think it was uh, at Sayat Zoe, and uh, they they suddenly flashed this very bright light in my face, all of a sudden in the, in the middle of my act. So I looked at the light and said, Dad? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Which is so dark because your dad's alive. But anyway. Yep. Um... And I said that. I said that. It's, I don't know. I said that. My dad is still alive. I don't know. I said that. <laughs> but. Uh, that's interesting because Seit Sawi, which is cultural wheel in Zamalek in Cairo. Yeah. My understanding is that they don't allow a lot of room for improv. They don't allow room for like, so you actually, did you have to submit a script? Yeah, the last you... time, I think, I think it was the first time I, I handed in a script and it was the last time I handed in a script. I think it was the second time I handed in a script, but um, we've, we're not doing Saya. Um, I, th I think even before COVID, we stopped doing it Saya they uh, they're not i don't i don't like uh, the script part because i know that i'm not gonna stick to it yeah because sometimes so. sometimes when i see the audience is uh, is not liking a certain joke you i find try myself something else yeah something else that i haven't written down i just i want to try something else right now so um i don't know and the financial situation over there is not the the best thing right now if we're gonna talk financials you mean like in terms of how much money one can make being a professional yeah, comedian yeah. in Egypt? No, yeah. in Saya, in, in Saya to be specific, yeah. 
well, they lowered I, like the, the 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 income that the comedians uh, take. I think that's lovely. Um, yep. I don't mean that facetiously, but maybe a part of me does. Um, I recently I do say um a lot, so I I tend to cut out a lot of the ums for my podcast. That's okay. It makes you real. It does. I sometimes mm -hmm. leave a couple in for for impact. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, 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 um. Yeah. So, I I find that you know when we try to get something as creative as stand up, something as yeah. seditious as stand up, something as scandalous as stand up, and when Example, not doing the whole name and shame, but there is a particular booker in Cairo that yeah. has a habit of always asking you where you're about to go on or a little bit of time before you go on. And it took the visitation of an American comedian visiting to point out that this is a big no-no. You don't do that to comedians. And that individual would, oh, this individual booker always asks a comedian, what jokes are you going to do in your set tonight? Oh, yeah, I know the guy. <laughs> I know you know. Because there's yeah. only one person who fucking does that. Yeah, yeah exactly. And if he's but, made it this far into the podcast, you know who you fucking but are. He, but he does, he, does he do that right now? I think he I don't know. I haven't, gig, I, I haven't gigged with him since November 2019. I haven't gigged with him, I think, since 2016, 17. I, I, I can't even remember. Yeah, you, you stopped gigging with that booker for a while now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A real long time, yeah. Do you think you'll ever go back or nope. not even no, for no, pity? No, no. Not a chance. No, not a chance. <laughs> no. Sorry. I'd yeah. rather remain, like, friendly with him. Mm. I don't want to, like, uh, do business with him. I agree. And I, 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 was, I, I was vocal about it with him. I, I, I told him. Uh, let's just let's just remain friends for now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be professional with you because you're not professional. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's the same with me. I I tried to like I realized you know I I worked for the guy, you know yeah. I worked for the guy for a year, um I don't know if he's listened to all the episodes because there's been hints and allegations not hints and allegations. We're talking about Haridi, right? <laughs> Starts with the same letter, but no. Um, yeah. And uh, I tend to see him as a very good-hearted individual. He's not two-faced. He's not conniving. He's not a cunt. On the yeah. on the cunt scale, I invented. I don't know if you've ever heard of my cunt scale. On a scale of one to ten cunts. Yeah. Well, scale number one on the cunt meter would be I was just following Zafira's orders, you know, they bring in the dudes <laughs> on the, and I would just usher them into yeah. the gas chain. That's number one on the cunt scale. Then number being... 10 would be hi, I'm Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, okay, <laughs> pretty much, you know. Yeah, and he's not on there, he's not even negative one or negative two, you know, which is just yeah. like traffic wardens and ex-girlfriends that'd be like, why haven't you called me? The point is that uh, I think in the comedy industry and what we have here in Egypt, it's, uh, and what's really interesting, we're, we're gonna wrap up now uh, very shortly yeah. in case you're wondering how long is this episode gonna be? Um, I think any, uh, I think- it's, it's magic. 
don't try to measure the magic until I edit it. No, I'm not measuring. Do you just keep it like uh, however long you want? I keep it. How, the only thing I clean up. That's what she said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing. The only thing I clean up from it is uh, audio garbled. Uh, oh, okay. Internet. Yeah. Okay. And but the it can obvious, be, uh, like one hour and a half, for instance. Or uh, the longest, the longest podcast episode I have is with uh, Izzy Lawrence, an English comedian. And that is two it? hours, one minute, and 32 seconds. Okay, so we're good. <laughs> I think what, it's 10, 20 we can We can uh, definitely break yeah. the record. We can easily break the record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you and I can talk, like, we could actually, you and I could do a podcast in English very comfortably about comedy, but, you know, yeah. the thing I've learned, and I know that you've learned this yourself, because you have a podcast, and there'll be a moment where you do a shameless plug and tell all our listeners what to listen to, <laughs> what to yeah. go to. Um, but you know it's a lot of hard work goes into consistency yeah. of keeping and maintaining yeah, exactly, yeah. and producing something like a podcast. So uh, I think I try just to commit myself to this one podcast, as fun yeah. as it is of the guests I have, because 99% of them are comedians. I've yeah. actually booked two non-comedians in April and in May. That's how <laughs> my schedule, I'm already taking bookings <laughs> for my next, uh, you know, the next yeah. available slot I have is at the end of May, you know, yeah. and we're in February. So it's, it's really a wonderful process. And that's largely thanks in part to Free Space International, which is a grassroots organization. How long does it take you to release the episode you're recording right now? Well, your episode will most likely, I can tell you. Uh, your no, no, no. I, I don't need specific, like, what, two weeks, three weeks? It's about a two-week period. So, for example, your episode mm. will be uploaded on the 29th of March. Okay. Because this week, in scheduling, I'm actually recording... Of March? Four... Yes, okay. because this, ep yeah, this okay. week, I'm recording four episodes. Yesterday, I recorded one. Today, I recorded one. You're yeah. the third guest, uh, like I've recorded, yeah. and then I've got a fourth guest on Sunday. So what is today, Sif, for the sake of continuation? For the sake of continuity, <laughs> today is the 23rd of February, but this will be going in live. 2019. 2000, <laughs> in 2001, in the year of our we Lord. Talking, we are talking about COVID without having COVID. <laughs> In the era of back in the day, after the COVID Act of 2022, yeah. <laughs> after after the United Nations and NATO passed the COVID Act of 2022, I when we everyone tells did an, uh, uh, an episode on on koala sandwich uh, where we we are on episode uh, 55 right now. But okay. you release how many? Ep but you've been going since last year. So no, since 2019. No, the beginning of 2020. So what? how you released an episode like every week or every two weeks? Every week. And I think we took like, um, sometimes we take a break for a week. Like, oh, yeah, we no, took but like that three, makes, three breaks or something. Yeah, but that makes sense because like at the end of the day, you guys are only human. He's a psych, Farouk is a psychiatrist. You, you're a jobless yeah. stay at home gamer. Uh, it's bound <laughs> to, you know, clash in scheduling. I'm joking. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. But any, architect. Uh, we did an, uh, yeah, 
We did an episode, <laughs> uh, and it was numbered uh, 98. You recorded episode 98, but you've released episode 55. No, we, we at episode 49, the following episode, you can find it online. Episode 98, then we go back to episode 51. So episode 50 is lost right now. And we're going to release it a year later as if it's from the past. And episode 98, like we a talk time about, capsule. Yeah, we talk about uh, in episode 98, we talk about things that haven't happened still. We talked about um, uh, dead actors who are not dead yet. <laughs> we talked about <laughs> that, that are scheduled to be released, but are not released yet. <laughs> and we um, don't, when we don't address it throughout the episode, we don't address the joke. We, we, we like, and then he said compassionately, Allah God, God, God bless his soul. He was God, a really may he rest there. in peace in the name yeah. of the Lord. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That was a fun episode. <laughs> you know, honestly, the more I talk to Egyptian comedians that I bring on the show, they yeah. really make me feel like there's listeners out there that are going to get encouraged to listening to Arabic. Like on the Farouk episode, I put a link to the Khara music video yeah, that No Talents did, which I think is still yeah. till now. It's a phenomenal. It's a really video. good song. Yeah, it's it's a great song. It's like my life yeah. is shit. Everything is shit. My car is shit. My job <laughs> shit. is shit. My girlfriend is shit. You yeah. know the, the 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 you know it's just a nicely shot, artistically shot video, but yeah. comedic genius, artistically shot video, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and. What was the point I was trying to say? Yeah, and that's you were the, talking and, about Arabic, Arabic, Arabic yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I really kind of part of me feels really, really like I hate to say this, listeners that don't understand Arabic, but I part of me feels now I understand. Now I understand my mother <laughs> and my father when I was younger and I didn't understand yeah. Arabic jokes or Arabic yeah. humor. They would feel sorry for me that I was missing out on this yeah. golden treasure of culture. And now I'm older. I mean, I can't, I try to listen to Haridi's Kubaitain Ahwa, two cups of coffee. Yeah. But it's it's just, it's a bit depressing sometimes. They, they just get like super serious and I just, and then when I listen to you and Farouk, I'm blown away by your episodes because it's, <laughs> it's like morning TV. It's like, it's like what would happen if Howard Stern <laughs> was like born in the Middle East. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like if his radio show was in the Middle East, like that's what it to me. It's, and it's genius at times, you know, Thank the you times know. I listen, the times I don't listen, it's like obviously genius for you guys, but you know. <laughs> yeah. But I, I feel like uh, people who speak English, I mean, I feel like, like, when I first met you, you, were, you missed out on some good Arabic jokes, but I also feel even more uh, sorry for um, people who don't speak English, because I feel like the, the entertainment business is, is mostly, uh, the good stuff at least, is mostly English, in English. Well, so it's... when I talk hmm. like to, to really great comedians, like uh, I don't want to name names, but uh, they're all from Cairo. And, when I talk to them and they really want to get into understanding 
because they know that Dave Chappelle is awesome. They know that uh, Louis C.K. has some... Re- and they George know Carlin and Eddie Murphy and Richard Carlin Pryor. and uh, yeah, all of the and Eddie Murphy and all these people. They know that there is gold in what they're uh, doing in uh, in stand up, but unfortunately, they haven't uh, learned English when they were kids or now or, and they feel like they're really missing out. So well, when I when I recommend shows to them like. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, for instance. Like I love that show, and I feel like some of my friends who are comedians, like I want them to watch that show because I want them to have higher standards. No, just see higher standards than Egypt when it comes to comedy. I agree hundred percent with you. I mean, I think it was Helmi Muhammad Helmi, which we'll be bringing yeah. on the show. I don't know when, but when his schedule permits yeah. and he posted this genius moment and it's it was in his instagram story and it started with richard Pryor's live on sunset boulevard like on the tv on the yeah. wall and you know who i'm talking about because no. he just said there are two types of people mm-hmm. and he plans it to two comedians that we both know one comedian okay. is laughing his ass off and the other yeah. comedian has got his hand. Uh, doesn't understand head. what, what doesn't yeah, understand yeah, yeah. what Richard Pryor is saying. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I've of course seen you've seen that. You know who I'm talking about, baby. You know who yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. And, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just because that's the thing. There are two t- like humor. Like I'll give you a great example. Um, the School of Mischief, Madrasa Mushagilbin, is yeah. finally on Netflix, yeah. and. It's got English subtitles, and the subtitles are as good as you can expect it to be, but they seem but to not have as good. Yeah, but they don't get the cult, yeah. they don't they don't translate the cultural but references. They won't know how to. That's the problem. They they won't know how to. I'll tell you, like at the very beginning of Madrasa Mushar al-Bin, when the students are all dancing and yeah. singing and they're singing about the corruption of the school and the laziness and they're making fun of hippies and hippies yeah. in that time culturally in Egypt were called Beatles and I think it had to do yeah. with Beatles the band but the yeah. translation was not spelt B-E-A-T-L-E-S it was what written B double E T L E S so you're thinking Beetle the insect so you're thinking Beatles okay. <laughs> the, what is the reference of an insect beetle? Like our students are all beetles. But are you are you sure that they weren't saying confessor or confesset? What does confesset mean translated into beetle? Scarab? It's a beetle. Yeah, the beetle. It might be again. Madrasa I really Mush- can't recall that part in Madrasa Mushagbin. Well, that's the thing. Madrasa Mushagbin is something of a. Like, okay, you know how some people will quote The Office or quote The Hangover or Horrible Bosses or Rick and Morty and like just certain clips, you know, like from animated or comedy content. Um, My older brother and my older sister would always keep quoting Madrasa Mushar al-Bin as I was growing up. And yeah. only and you, you felt after, left out. <laughs> well, not only did I feel left out, but it was weird because 
like after my sister passed away and then after my dad and after yeah. my mom and my brother's in the States and I'm here all alone and I had two friends from Cairo visiting. Yeah. And we decided, okay, I'm going to put Madrasa Mushagal Bin on because why not? And yeah. we were watching it and I started to get a reference of the joke that the headmaster, I forget the name of the headmaster in Madrasa Musharrif Bin, not Fuad Mohandas, but uh, that he looks like Fuad Mohandas. He's got glasses. The one with He's... the glasses? Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know the, the actor's name. Yeah. Me neither, but he would always keep saying, Ibnak, Daka Halaya, Makana, but this Fasolia, you know, which is like your son yeah. laughed at me and brought me this yeah. machine that says it will boil beans for me, that it says yeah, it will I peel. That, yeah. <laughs> pumpkin seeds that said it would do and it's like you know it's but the problem is that joke doesn't i feel i don't know i i wouldn't know i have to try it but it wouldn't work if it's um i'm not gonna even say translate it if it's yeah if it's if it's no if it was converted again if, in english with an english script would be way different yeah very different it's like a lot of those french movies that get translated into english or a lot of those yeah uh english movies that get or like um, english spoken movies that will get redone yeah. in bollywood with yeah. in, in, with a desi cast exactly, yeah. or in egypt but I, so, I feel like th the problem is only with comedy like if you do a drama in uh, in uh, in french or in english or in arabic the feel of the drama is the same like you can relate to it if you're uh, if watching a French movie with English subtitles or Arabic subtitles, but when you're discussing comedy, the sense of humor is different. Uh, the problem is not understanding the actual words; it's uh, understanding why is this funny. I think that's the problem with uh, with uh, different languages when it comes to oh, when it, when it, I, it's the the comedy is the problem, not the language. That is what I'm trying to say. Humor is not only subjective. Humor can seldom be translated. Like a juke, lo, a juke, a juke, a joke. A juke, a juke, a juke, a juke, <laughs> which is written in French. They call a joke a juke. A juke can be it's when you write a joke in cursive. <laughs> <laughs> or is it the same joke? It is the same exact jokes, but in cursive. Cursive, juke. <laughs> Um, <laughs> our listeners thought we were going to go racist. Um, <laughs> yeah. See, Arabs aren't racist, but yeah. Americans are. Not all Americans. Yeah. Not hashtag. Not all Americans. <laughs> hashtag um, cancel cancel uh, safe and Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> if that was a sh that would be a great show though. Cancel previously, safe. Previously on Safe and Jimmy. Oh, I, I thought the cancel part was was has has a nice ring to it. <laughs> cancel safe, yeah. I, I'd love yeah. to do. Cancel safe. I, I, I cancel hate, Jimmy. I hate cancel culture with a vengeance. And like I understand it, but I I, I don't exactly I'm not against I, it, nor nor uh, with it. Like I mean, like I'm I'm more for when somebody does something horrible, like. Like I don't, okay. I don't care if someone gets canceled. I care about when people um, prevent us from like seeing, like experiencing art 
because I don't know why people don't separate the art from the artist. Like if when when Louis C.K. had the sexual allegations uh, stuff, Masturbation. they removed. Yeah, uh, they. I think they removed his specials or something like that. Like even recently, Chris Delia, he went recently on YouTube and released a video. Yeah, and apologized. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And like I was reading through the comments, and you're you're always going to get nasty people on the internet community. Yeah. You know. Who you but are. I but I understand the. the I understand why the cancellation came because yeah, I mean, there were no consequences to bad behavior. That's the problem. And again, at the same time, like there is no, like there, there were no active laws that would prevent like cancel culture right now. It's not like something, um, uh, something that is, um, What's the word like? Uh, it's not a proper action. It's like a revolution. <laughs> it, so, it's it, it's no, no, just no. a thought. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a series of thoughts with that. a couple of actions it's a, it's, online. It's a re, it's a reaction to reaction, a previous yeah. action. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. like, I give I give them the you know, like the benefit of a doubt. I understand why it happened Where they're because from. no yeah. one was listening to them. No one was listening to anyone. So it's like uh, I you killed someone from my family. I killed someone from your family. But if you kill someone from my family, I'm going to kill someone. From... So you never know when it began and, and when it's going to end. That's the problem. It's like a loop of bad behavior. That's what I believe. It's like I'll give you like, well, we seem to be opening another different subject. Yeah. Like I need to get you. <laughs> You know, Jimmy, we, we could go on and on and on. And that's the problem with you and me is that we can talk for for both queen and country. For yeah. king and country. Um, Jimmy, what have you got going on that you'd like our listeners? This is your shameless plug moment. What do you want yeah. our listeners to focus on that will be in the episode description? I have a line of underwears that I'm selling. <laughs> <laughs> Like I can do a racist Indian accent, but I don't go there. Like I could make it more racist, but I don't go there. <laughs> well, it's is it racism if brown people are impersonating brown people or if white people are impersonating brown people? Like I could say that I'm African, that I would say the N-word if that's if that's what you're implying. <laughs> oh, I've had so many arguments with white people about the N-word. Uh, the, the one that I'm thinking of. Can an, an, an African, a South African albino person say the N-word or not? That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> like, you know, you know, there are South Africans that are albino. And there are Blacks albino people. Yes, I know. I've yeah. Never, I, yeah. I, 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 once... I don't know if they are allowed to say the N-word or not. <laughs> like, well, socially, is it acceptable? <laughs> I once met an albino Afro-Caribbean because in the UK, we refer to them as Afro-Caribbean. In America, they just yeah. call them African-American. But like, yeah. uh, there was this rapper, gangster rapper, that I knew that lived on the estate around the corner from where I was staying in off-campus accommodation. And I actually knew the guy from years before, because we went to the same college back in the 90s. Mm. And he would introduce himself as knowledge 
Like that okay. was his name he gave himself was knowledge. Yeah. So like if you were like, hi, I'm Jimmy, he'd be like, hi, what's up? I'm knowledge. Okay. Yeah. Um, but his rapper's name or his like, you could say stage name was H2O. Okay. Water. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I, I'm guessing he he struck me as a bit of a troubled soul. And like he did once show me, I never heard it, but he did once show me like the lyrics for one of his rap songs. He yeah. dropped the N-bomb a lot in that. <laughs> Maybe he's planning for he, he carpet like he bombed. That... He carpet bombed his rap song with the N word. Maybe, maybe like he 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 sings the his part and and then when the N word comes, he brings out a black guy to say it, and then he continues with the song. <laughs> no, that's the thing. When you look at his facial structure, he looks like a black person with just white skin. Oh, okay, yeah. He's he's black. Okay. He's a black man with albino uh, skin pigmentation. Yeah. Red hair. But yeah, I know. What is that person? <laughs> I, I don't know, but like, this is the thing about, you know, that brings us back to the old Egyptian proverb, not all fingers are the same. I, I like. <laughs> if one of my fingers was albino and another finger of mine <laughs> was not albino, that would make sense. But yeah. I, I, the Lord, as as the as the priests would always say, the Lord works in strange and wonderful Mysterious. ways. Yes, mysterious and wonderful ways. Anyway, uh, so um, yeah, you have a long way to uh, subscribe to my channel. You can press here to. <laughs> Uh, koala sandwich yeah, yeah koala sandwich uh, every Wednesday you can find it on whenever you get your podcast it's on Podio, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast uh, Spotify if you're in the States uh, and Remy uh, Deezer yeah, I know I said and Remy if you're in the Middle East yeah and Remy works outside I think as well and on Instagram uh, <laughs> you have your stand up you comedian as well as Jimmy on, told the story. Uh, koala, at koala.sandwich and uh, the.comedy.bunch. And my personal account is at uh, mjimmyz. And that's it. You can, uh, you can, if you're, you're ever in Cairo, I am on Twitter actually with the same handle. And I'm M. actively Jimmy's? on Twitter. I'm actively on Twitter, yeah. You're actively on Twitter? Like you're an active yeah. person that tweets? Yeah, 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 I but like jokes, I don't like rant about random stuff. I like you don't attack like, like celebrities. You no, don't no, get into no. beef the matches. Same, the same. I know you. You don't uh, like you don't have Facebook right now, right? No, I have Facebook. I just don't use it as regularly as. Oh, okay. Else does. Like you know the random posts, like the small jokes that I do. They're the same exact that I do on Twitter. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. do you have a website yet? No, I wouldn't want a website. <laughs> do you have a page? Do you have a YouTube channel? No, no. You can find me on Kuala Sandwich and the Comedy Bunch and my personal account. I'm giving him tips on what he needs to start doing to big himself up in the comedy. I ain't got time for shit. <laughs> that's like King my... Kong ain't got shit on me. <laughs> that's my that's my subtle Bernie Mac impression. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was as subtle as a pneumatic drill. 
Yep. <laughs> uh, I really have fun. Um, Jimmy. But hopefully um, we won't do that again. No, I'll bring you on for a second episode, but it'll probably be like sometime in June, July, or August. I don't know. <laughs> this is obviously something that would like be shown. In... Yeah, no, like this is obviously head. you're giving me ammunition for the video clips to use for the YouTube channel. <laughs> you want another one? Wait, um, I have like a, I have a Rick Sanchez one. Jimmy has a collection of dolls. <laughs> These are Funko, you, you moron. <laughs> I know what they are, but to our listeners, <laughs> they're just dolls. I'm telling you, save. I'm telling you. <laughs> that's a terrible. No, Morty. <laughs> that's a terrible Rick impression. Yeah, I know. Morty, 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 listen to me. What we got to do is, uh, we, we got to go. I don't know, Rick. Oh, Rick, why do you always tell me? I feel like we should end this episode right now, Rick. Morty, Morty, the, the, the time continuum of this episode has really gone on beyond its belief, but it'll be edited with the magic of audacity. We're, 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 not, we're not sponsored by them. Come on, finish on Elmo. I think it's time to win the show. <laughs> I think it is time. Listeners, this has been my favorite episode. Go fuck episode. yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Nothing like Elmo telling you to go fuck yourself <laughs> to finish an episode. <laughs> Listeners, that's been <laughs> Muhammad Gamal Adin, also known as Jimmy on Save Up Candles. The podcast, the show with no name podcast, peace be upon you, namaste, and all that jazz.